Since 1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. Getting a new vehicle can be stressful, but not at Lake Elsinore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's where surfers go inland to purchase their new and used vehicles. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. Earthpack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Just live. We believe a life is meant to be lived to its fullest potential. In order to do that, you need to feel at your best, both physically and mentally. We founded this community to share what we found as professional athletes that can help people of all walks of life. So, you can go out and do exactly what you're supposed to do. Just live. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky Podcast. Our guest this week is an ocean enthusiast that has the natural ability to rip on any kind of surfboard. He has deep, deep roots in surf, but he's not your typical pro surfer. His talents go much deeper than just riding waves. He has skills on a skateboard. He draws. He paints. Heard he's an actor slash stuntman. I don't know. We're going to have to hear about that. And I heard he even has a keen eye for finding gems at the flea market. Yeah. But aside from all that, his passion for motorcycles has made him unique and marketable both inside of industry and hopefully outside he's ridiculously good looking co-founder of cycle zombies he's been able to create a business creating custom vintage bikes yep. that. yeah and he's doing all this while raising four kids holy shit <laughs> we welcome that's the hardest job of them all right right there super talented Super hustler, super dad, we welcome Scotty Rambo. Stop Nick. That's the biggest. I gotta hire you. What's up? Yeah. I gotta hire the hype guys right here. Dude. Now you're like, okay. You know what really is cool about him? He's a goofy footer. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna go like that. Huh? That's how you do that. Hey. Lefts. I mean, I have been known to go left at Malibu. So, yeah, <laughs> you know when you, okay. when you when it's like the model thing when you can't turn right. I I do like left. Yeah, 
but um, it's all good. I'm learning to go right. I don't hate. Yeah. yeah. If I surf like Aki, I'd love to be good for it. Yeah, dude. I mean, we, if I surf like you, I mean, we've been trying to get Scotty Rambo stop nigga on for a while now. Six. Six, 16 months. Yeah. <laughs> Who's yeah. counting? We just, me and Lyndon always, like, whenever I see him, I'm like, do you do the podcast still, right? He's like, we got to get you on. What do you do next Thursday? And then, like, <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing now? When comes around and one of us hit each other up, and I'm like, I'll, it's probably me making an excuse up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been you. But he's, he's actually the super hustler over there, mm-hmm. this guy. Yeah, but yeah. we did link up. I bat twice. It was a, it was a divine intervention kind of thing. We surfed, yeah. we surfed Secret Spot. Yeah. Secret spot yesterday. Secret spot yesterday. All of a sudden, I looked back and he's parked. He was behind leaving. Me. He was leaving. Yeah, so, I was gonna leave and I was gonna get, go surf another secret spot. Oh yeah. my gosh! And yeah. then uh, he's like, "Dude, let's paddle out." I'm like, "Fuck, let's do it." Yeah, and we got like I got one good wave that morning. You got one good wave. Yeah, I got a couple later though. Yeah, later it was on. But so, uh, dude, frother drum over there. Let's uh, let's start at the beginning. It was all darkness. It was just dark. <laughs> <laughs> then, it was literally. It was dark. Where, where, where do you want to start? Uh, at the beginning, bro. Grom, Grom, Gromhood. Grom, like, uh, how'd you get introduced to surfing? Um, dad. Dad, I was, I mean, I was homeschooled. So, you know. Right from the beginning? Right from the beginning. Okay. Fun fact, uh, I never went to, um, never went to a day of school in my life. That's incredible. I don't think I've ever met anybody yeah. that. I mean, I did some testing. Don't tell my kids that. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's 2022. Like, um. It's way more prevalent the, now, but. People homeschool now because they want their kids to be like the next Jay Larson or Kelly Slater. Or yeah. Kelly yeah. My kids are staying in school. <laughs> the hype is real. But back then it was like the freaks, the weirdos, the kids that would like sit in the corner and pick their nose and eat their boogers and like didn't know how to like see the light of day. Those were homeschoolers. Yeah. But we weren't really like that. But we kind of, we were just like, you know, my mom homeschooled us. There were seven kids in my family. You're kidding me. Yeah, seven. You um, think you want to kick them all so out of the house for a few hours. And we weren't Mormon. I mean, that was always, there was two jokes always. It was like, are you guys Mormon or do you not have a TV? That was always like the family <laughs> joke. Or like, not the family. We'd be like, all somewhere in there, would be like, the, you know, the old guy that would say that. And you're like, when we, you we were like 13, or like, what do you mean when we have a TV? Like, yeah. what do you, you know, and you just kind of like call the guy out in the elevator where he has like 14 more floors to go up. So, yeah. how many brothers and how many sisters? Uh, it's me. I have a brother, Turkey. You probably know Turkey Stopnik. Yeah. Used yeah. to be around here. Now he's just a bad boy crane operator. <laughs> I have a brother, Taylor, and then four sisters that are, um, they're all over the place. One's in Europe, lives in England. She's married with a little girl. My sister lives in Utah. Um, my brother Taylor's still here, you know, so. We all you fall in the seven. Second oldest. Second yeah, oldest. second oldest. So it was like, we got an older sister and then everybody else under under us. So uh, I, they, my parents only wanted one kid. So why <laughs> did they the, get that wrong six times? <laughs> no, I, no I, twins, no triplets, no quadruplets. I, I was the first accident, you know, and, and probably uh, I would probably say I was the worst kid out of all of them for them. Just like I was, I could, I was I could more, I was just more like you know, like I'd make my mom cry, like you know, like I I deserved to be like thrown through the wall, probably, you know. Uh, my dad didn't beat me, but I deserved it. <laughs> what, uh, what back then that wasn't beating; it was just realigning the senses. No, what, what did your parents do for? for so uh, my mom stayed at home. She okay. raised us all. My dad worked his he worked his tail off. You know, like my dad is like the true like he kind of like you know. He, he didn't, I don't, I mean, he, he, he just put his head down and, and started grinding from when he was 17 years old. 
and he, he got into uh, his um, his brother's father. So it's kind of like a father-in-law sense, or like just you know an older guy. It was a built built dry cleaners, right? Cutting and threading pipe, bolting down machinery, um, and he got into that kind of trade, right? Really, it's a weird trade because yeah. you're like, are you you know? And then he became a general contractor, um, and that's what he did for like. 40 years. I was mean, it like still, plumbing or welding? No, it was like, both? it was like everything, you yeah. know, uh, but for dry cleaners, dry cleaners. So building out dry cleaners, like you ever looked in a dry cleaner? Oh and my you God. See, the like, tracks that go you around. See the tracks, so those are all like the conveyors and you've got like all the railing that the, all the, all the hangers run on. And then you got the huge machinery. So we all worked for my dad. It's like the ongoing kind of not a joke, but we've all like kind of, I was the first one to kind of get fired from him, you know, and it was just, it was a good thing, you know, but he always was like, I don't care what you do. You put your head down, you don't listen to the side chatter and you just do what you want to do and you do it long enough and you work hard at it, you'll be successful. And he's like, and for him too, he was like, you know, blue collar, you yeah. know what I mean? And he was like, I don't care if you hate this work. You, you have something you know how to do. You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah. so good those, because those are, that doesn't. That a lot of people don't get that like, yeah. skill. It's like go to school, go to school, go to school. But it's like to be able to be like be self sufficient with your hands and, and mind. You know, being able to be, you know, a handy. So yeah, th and that's what it, I mean. He wasn't like the scrapper guy that drove a beat up truck. Like he always had like like nice ass trucks. You know, like he had. He always you know, and it's it's so funny because now like I'm 36. Um, you know, like I. I Growing up, like, going to swap meets, buying old, like, I got, you know, just, that's been my whole life. When I was little, he used to take me to the swap meet, Golden West swap meet. I mean, I got a photo with him when I was, like, four years old on his shoulders going to the swap meet. And he was always, like, like, if he didn't have, like, when we were younger, if he had to make ends meet, he would, like, figure out, you know, like, oh, I've got property taxes, I've got this. Like, he would go to the swap meet. I remember, I wasn't even, my mom, I just remember her telling me, like, when you were, you know, you were like two, like we had some bills and dad went to the swap meet, bought a bunch of like teak furniture, stained it all, resold it. And like, we paid our bills. And that was like, after that, so he, was, so he was like, he was very successful after that. You know, we grew up like, uh, Edinger and Edwards, like where that, remember there's a blockbuster over there and a bar, shooter's bar. Yeah. We were right behind there. And then we moved off of, uh, like Slater and Graham. And that's where I was like, from like probably eight years old till I was 15, like kind of behind the wetlands. And then he moved up, you know, up on top of Edwards Hill and then Golden West and Ellis. But it, that's that's where my, that's where like, so back to homeschooling. I'm kind of a spaz, so we're just going to go ping pong. That's cool. It's how it's, we roll. I got yeah. the 7-Eleven coffee. I'm, I'm right next to you. It was per, she said it was on at 4 a.m., so it's really high concentrated stuff. I wanted to ask, though, about the whole, and we'll get into it deeper, but your yeah. dad was the one that turned you on. So, yeah, stuff. so my dad was like, I think I was seven, you know, I remember going to the beach a little bit and then like, you know, having a boogie board kind of, and then I was seven and I started like going with him to the beach and he was like, you know, he, he kind of just goes surfing. We'd go to Bolsa Chica, south end of Bolsa Chica, 17, 16. And, um, so that Long was like border, 1991. I just kind of remember having like this crappy, like what, your dad, harbor. My what, dad was like, he was like longboarder, like Bruce Jones, you know, he, he, he was like, Benny Bigler, I think, was actually running Bruce Jones back then. Oh, wow. Maybe it was pre-Benny. But, um, yeah, like, Bruce Jones, like, 11-foot red board, you know? Like, he just, you know, bolsa, like your dad, like, just goes surf longboards, you know? And then, and then he, he, I was always, like, a lot of, like, that was, like, always, like, longboards there. Nobody shortboarded bolsa, yeah. you know? I mean, I know all the pier guys go there now when it gets too big for them. They go... Linden. 
That's where you well, go. Damn right. Or or Twenty Eighth Street or the yeah, whole. We gotta move. Or, yeah, this hey, guy. You gotta you gotta you gotta check all the boxes. I get it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so, anyways, he started bringing me there, and it was like you know I just. I fell in love with it. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I don't, I don't remember. Like I just, I was riding longboards and stuff. And then, um, about like get, got a couple custom boards. And I remember my first board custom board. I was like nine or 10. It's kind of a crazy story. Cause it was a, it was a Rustin all sport. This guy, Rob Rustin. Okay. He had like a, he had a dirt bike shop in Stanton, but yeah. he, he, he was like a, like a dude that hung out at 17 with his motorhome, and he was like, oh, I'll get you a board. And it was Jack Sykes. Lineup shaped the wow. boards for him. Oh, wow. So I get this board, and it was just like a fun board, and it was my custom board. You know, I just started riding that. And, um, you know, then after that, my dad did some work randomly for a guy, Roger Hines, who had – it's where Steve, Steve at Aloha Glassing is now, but he did, like, all the ventilation stuff in there. You know, I was like – I think I was like 11 or 12, and he got some boards out of him. He made me some boards, you know, and I just – I started like kind of being really attracted to like the longboarding stuff, you know. And um, who would you look up to? Like, what, what did you? My dad got me a Bruce Brown collection set. Yeah. It's like slippery when wet, waterlogged, all the Bruce Brown movies, you know, yeah. Endless Summer. Um, there's like ten of them. I remember Christmas, I got that. And um, that's a good present right there. It was, and it just kind of like you know, I'd surf bolsa, you know, like, and that was like till like I was like eleven, you know, maybe twelve. And then I was like, I was like 13 and I started like kind of writing some short boards, but not really, but there was all the Bruce Jones guys. They were all younger, you know, and uh, Bruce Jones had a team. They're called the, uh, Bruce Jones crew. It was like Brock Jones and all these other guys, Cody Faircloth, Matt Stike, Greg Irvin. And this one dude lived in my track and he, um, he started like taking me to the beach, you know, I think he kind of hung out with my sister, you know, I had a cuter older sister. So that was like the perks, you know, he, he hung out with her and then I'd like I was homeschooled and all these guys were like in like continuation school they were like 16 but I was like pretty <laughs> sheltered and then like all of a sudden hanging out with like 16 17 you know I remember yeah. the first day like hanging out with them it was like somebody came back from Mexico with like an M1000 it was basically like a stick of dynamite for sure and we blew up a trash can at 16 and then all paddled out and the trash can caught on fire and there was like park rangers there and we were just sitting out there i was like well this is cool like <laughs> you know and it was just a different it was really like a like and it sounds cheesy but it was like you know you, like a dog town kind of feeling like those dudes were like they're like what are you wearing like you gotta wear blue jeans you gotta wear dickies you cuff your dickies you gotta wear blue like i remember this dude getting told how taking to look. me if you're gonna hang in with us you gotta taking look. me to like the the, the t-shirt place off warner across from murdy and being like you buy dickies here and like we go to the van store and buy me a pair of blue, a blue vans yeah, it was like the five for ten, yeah. you know, and uh, and that was like I was like thirteen years old, you know. Yeah, and you're, you're uh, getting your first like, but but they would like school. hang out. What's crazy? What's crazy is they would hang. So they were all like marina guys, and then um, during that time, like I remember seeing Brandon Gilmet. One day we went and surfed the pier, and they were hanging out with all these older other guys, and it was like Brandon Gilmet, Edinger, uh, Edison guys, like. You know, like Jesse, uh, Jesse Evans, Jesse Evans, maybe. Yep. And like uh, Micah Byrne, all those dudes. And we actually went back to Brandon Gomez's house. I remember this. I was like 13. And my buddy Greg was like, oh, this guy's super cool. Like he rips, you know. And Brandon <laughs> rode for Puma at the time, which I was super into Puma shoes. I was just like, they were cool back then, you know, the yeah. black with the white stripe. And he like, I think he sold weed back then. He was like, he's like 16. But like, you know. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> he was on it. 
I love I love Gilmet. It's so awesome. it's funny because we talk about. It. He's like, I thought you stole something from me, and I was like, I was like, you were like a drug dealer. I thought, you know, like you're three years age when you're thirteen to sixteen. Lots that's of brings that up all the time. Yeah, like, and that's the beauty of surfing because you go out and kind of once you're in the water. Yeah, there's old dudes, there's younger, yeah. but but then you start hanging out. Like you got embraced through you an do. older and crew. Was, three years is fucking a well, decade. It was crazy. It's, it's a trip because like homeschooling. You sheltered. do, yeah. You're <laughs> sheltered, and you don't like get to interact with kids. Your well, age. it was like it was it was, but I'd go to work with my dad when I was young. Like he'd take me to work when I was like seven, and then he'd be like, and then I was like eight, you know. So I always had like a weird mix of friends, younger yeah. and older. So it was never, and I kind of my kids Which are homeschooled good. now, but. I see kids coming home from school, and I'm just like, man, like these kids don't even know how to have a conversation with like an adult, or like look at somebody. Like I don't know, my kids now. I'm just like, you shake someone's hand, you shake it firm, you look them in their eyes, like you know, like you have a conversation, you know. And I remember my dad telling me that way, yeah, like yeah. you know, you don't look down, and like you're, you know, it's like this is just how people interact. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and so growing up, I just had like older and younger friends, and just surfing a ton. Like I'd ride my bike to the beach and like surf like if i i double triple up on school you know and I, if there were waves and i knew i'd i'd just be like oh thursday friday i'm gonna surf all day so i'd like tuesday wednesday do like three days of school you know so, and your parents were fine with that your mom? yeah my mom was just like you know your mom was the teacher she was the teacher at school. yeah exactly so she like filed an alpha data and did all that stuff you know um where i say like going back like people are like what do you think of homeschooling and i mean it's not for everybody you know what i mean but I always use, I always say like, like, look, like you can't really advance in school until you're like, unless you're in like a private school. To me, I feel like this until you're in a private school, or you're in high school or, but I mean, a lot of times you're kind of stuck as, you know, you're in a class, you got to wait that 45 minutes, right? Yeah. And you got to wait for that person to finish up. Like you can really like, like, you know, like do as much as you want to do. You can you excel. Could, you can Certain ex- people could, you it's can a ex- waste of time. My, my, my son, he says all the time, dad. I'm at school for like six hours and I maybe do like 45 minutes worth 45 of work minutes. and it's just, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Cause back then it was so different, you know, like we'd go and they'd be like, why aren't you kids in school? Why aren't you kids in school? And, and now, now I'm like, you know, I've, I don't know now having kids and I'm just like, I love it just because of the freedom of just doing like whatever you want, whenever you want, you're just like, Oh, let's go up to Hawama for two nights and then we'll go to El Cap. And then like, we don't have to, you know? Yeah. It's just you can kind of run your own program, your own schedule, your own schedule, and, and, and so are your kids now homeschooled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like um, they're all homeschooled, you know. And it's it's funny because I used to be like, and it's hard kind of having the conversation with people that have kids in school because I feel like I'm like, and I'm not like trashing that. I just, I just am like, man, like you have firsthand experience first-hand of the other experience, side. Just for, yeah, and it's it's kind of like I mean, um, you know, like and my wife Lindsay, she's just like so hands on with them, where she's just taught and like cooking how to read music they read they don't watch a lot of tv they read like big books like i never read books i was like the opposite i think i read like two books in my life yeah you know and i wish i read i wish i read more because it's like but like we don't watch a ton of tv like we just we haven't like we'll watch some like 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 a movie here and there but they don't watch like a ton of stuff they just read like tons of books that's awesome like play music and like you know they're like really into like this and like gardening and like all these different things where um, they're pretty smart. Like, I don't know, like I, maybe I, my friends just have dumb kids, but I mean, they're pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. And, um, well, it's, well, you're giving them the opportunity to learn what they want to learn versus the, the structure of, but it, you know, it's not me. It's like, no, I mean, not, sure. not me, but it's like, I, I hand it to, to, to the missus. She's, yeah. 
Should were you really were you studious lot. like or you just did the work just to get by? Um, like, I mean, I did the work. I'll be honest, like I I had a little like probably a year where I was like kind of cheating a little bit. I'm sorry, mom. And my mom was just like it'd crush her, and that was like she was just when I go, when I got done, she was just like out of school. She was just like like I don't even want to think back. You know, I was just like I hated school. Yeah, I just didn't like it. Well, you're like, I'm still like I'm school. still this like I would like drive. Because <laughs> you like, really hated school. Even when I drive by schools now, I'm just like I just like oh, I just cringe. You know, I'm just like I to me I just would be like you could do so much other yeah. stuff. I think um you know, but I never went. See, I never I never went to school. Like yeah. I never had that. Like I never did that, and I never I'm just, to this day I've never had a nine to five job. Yeah, I'm 36 years old. It's, I've never it's had to like how you, I've never had to clock in and clock out, and I don't and and but that's. That's how I'm wired. Yeah. yeah, you're wired differently. You know, like yeah. that's what's cool is we're all wired differently. You yeah. know, we're I can't all... clock in and clock out. Yeah, I can't sit in the cubicle. I'm like, you know, and I, I have, I've done that. In, but in... some people have to. Yeah, you know. Well, it's just, it's crazy because like it, it all depends on what school, what teachers. You know, you could you have, have a good, you could have a good teacher. Yeah, and if you have a crappy maybe at home, dude. I've had friends that like um, I have a buddy whose dad was a teacher. And randomly, two different worlds, like this guy in the motorcycle world and my buddy J.J. Wessels, his father-in-law was a teacher. And somehow he connected the dots, this guy, and he was just like, can I get that guy's number? He's like, he, he, that guy was like the best, the best person. He's like, I could go to school and he, he guided me, you know, like just that's the impact this guy had on this person's life. I've had teachers like that where they impact your life and for the better, you know, and my wife's a teacher, right? She, she's been teaching for like. 15 least, maybe yeah. longer. Oh, wow. She's sure. going to hate a person like me. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm no, not, uh, but it's just, it's, <laughs> I met your wife a long time ago. Did you? Yeah. Hey, petite, short, yeah. Uh, darker hair. Yeah. 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 April. April. But she, you know, it, it's awesome. What, did, what school does she teach? Dude, she's spoiled. She teaches at Newport Elementary. Uh, right at 15th. Wow. <laughs> yeah. On the beach. She's oh, got wow. ten all, the, hey, all the surfer kids are looking out the back window. You, are you freaking kidding me? Wow. No freeways. Just zip, zip, and you're wow. there. Wow. Yeah. For elementary. For elementary. So it's not like high school where you've had to go in there and just throttle kids. For yeah. Like, She's got sweet. For like, like for the most part, yeah. innocent kids. You That's know? good. She doesn't have yeah. Duke in her class. But it's a... <laughs> It's kind of neat to talk to somebody who comes from a you know older yeah, generation because yeah, yeah. the kids these days that not yeah. all of them yeah but there's a lot of them that we see that surf south side or north side or lowers they're just like you know yeah they don't have a clue they don't have a clue no but you but know. it's different though their their parents are pulling them and I don't mean to sound negative uh, but their their parents are pulling them out of school which is cool like if you want to focus on that you know yeah. but. I mean, I hate to break it to you. Like, it's kind of like when you, you know, uh, your kid's never going to be the Kelly Slater. Yeah. I mean, I'm already seeing he's 13. <laughs> like, I, to break that to him, like, you go to the skate park and there'd be like, there'd be like dads there that like, never like, rolled into a bowl or anything. And they're telling their kids when to go. Like, hey, go. And you're like, and you're like, the you know. The kid I'm, doesn't just go and know. Then yeah, it's like, it's like you've got a dad and he's like, he's like. He's like, well, we're here for an hour. Like, you know, my kid's going to be the next, uh, you know, Bob Burnquist. And you're like, well, I mean, that sucks for him, first off. But second of all, like, he, there's a rotation here. And you're not educating your kid how it works. Yeah. Same within the lineup. Same like, in the lineup, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, we're gonna, you're going to go to Lowers tomorrow, you know, Monday. 10 o'clock, you know, the nice gentleman gentleman's hour usually. <laughs> there's you know, a gentleman's hour over there. There's like a million kids around. out there. And it's yeah. just like every – I mean, that's a nightmare. Yeah. But yeah. – I mean – 
They're going to get that six-figure sponsorship eventually, maybe. So, so, maybe, so no, maybe. Maybe. Not. So maybe. Maybe. Go back you know to what the reality is? They're going to be hitting the six-footer with their friends yeah. <laughs> about 14 yeah. years old. Yeah. And they're going to maybe get like a, I don't know, like a, maybe a CBD wax sponsor in like six years, you know? We talked about this. Just hanging on by a thread, you know? Yeah. But that thread, I mean, that but, thread, you can hang on for I a mean, while. I got a 14-year-old, and, and again, he, he's, he's surfing well. And he's I, surfing I haven't well. pushed... You know, the whole yeah. surf scene. Yeah. He's got friends that surf contests every weekend. They're just yeah. like, the parents are like, you know, just full throttle, which is great. You're supporting your kids. If and they're, they're looking at you like, why aren't you going harder? And again, their parents didn't have the life I did. And they're like, yeah, they're just like, oh, JJ doesn't surf contests and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, to be honest, I don't think anybody cared on what I did at 12, 13, 14, 15 yeah. years old. Like, it didn't really matter until you got to that adolescent age where yeah. you know you know you're graduating high school you know that that yeah that frame and like okay now that you matured you got meat on your bones and you could actually you know like there's yeah. this a such a two or three year period yeah you know you get those mechanics you get the you get the you start pushing them when they're starting to peak well, I mean, there's, only, sure. there's yeah. I just seen a clip of the Dorian Jacks or what's his name, Jackson, Jackson Dorian. And, that, and again, that's I mean, an he's gonna probably be a world champion. He's probably gonna. He's got Uncle for sure. Uncle, Uncle Slates, Slates in the back. That, again, that's a different scenario. That yeah. no, nobody has that accessibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has a dad like that, and but know, it's just a different time. It's like, a different time. It's a different time where, like, when I grew up, it was like you know you'd watch. I watched a lot of like Taylor Steele movies, right? Yeah, all the Taylor Steele movies and like. Um, Larson had a couple clips of those. I know. A couple. I know, man. I mean, we're going to... Okay, so we're going to bounce... But the show is not about late night. It's night. always about me. We're going to bounce off of that and go to Larson. Yeah. I think it was... Uh, so 20 years ago, Ruka, Jimmy Origgi's running the skate team. Yeah. You just got the ramp in there. Were you repping then or no? Yeah. You just got the ramp in there. Jimmy was the worst dude ever. Yeah. <laughs> However, Jimmy's yeah. my neighbor, and I love Jimmy Origgi. Yeah. On tape, I do. Yeah. He's yeah. a funny he person. Like, by Jimmy? He lives across the street, four doors down. He's got he, like 15, he he's got 15 sprinter vans. He built sprinter vans. Yeah. Out. Yeah. And I love it, because like, the neighborhood used to hate me. Now we have a different person we can hate, you know? Yeah. Uh, but he, they don't actually hate it. But No, he's, he's incredible, but he's very but close. Back, but back yeah. then, oh, yeah. back then... It was like, I just remember the ramp was just built, and I remember seeing you there, yeah. but in all honesty, we I was like, it was like, I'd hang out with Alex Nose, yeah. Nolan, like, all those dudes, and we, we you know, like, the Japanese motors, yeah. funny, like, I was the first drummer in it, like, we started this no band. No way. Yeah, so we jam okay. in, like, in the back room, and, uh, and anyways, but Jimmy there, I just remember him building the ramp, and he was like, he was just like, wouldn't let us skate it, and I told Jimmy, I'm like, dude, you're such a such a dick you know like so like it, but that was the time i remember seeing it, like jay larson because we're gonna put a little light on this and just be like that was like and honestly i was kind of clueless with like some surfers but i was just yeah. like that's like the kelly he's like a kelly slater guy right <laughs> yeah like, like that's like he's like and i remember seeing clips of you and stuff yeah. and then we've had some pretty magic sessions at secret spot number 14 <laughs> yeah you remember the glassy afternoon yeah Dude, there's you remember only, that? Yeah, there's only a handful of like days that are Fireball, like, Dan was out. Oh my god. <laughs> Fireball. Dude, just It was glad there was a day where you remember you bring you know Dan. Yeah. Dan brings his blue tent down. Yeah, he says There was this one set, I think it was two summers ago, and it was so good. Secret spot fourteen. And you but you were out, maybe your kid was out. Yeah. You're surfing our secret spot? 
No, no, it's uh, north, north of Secret Spot. Oh, where the, yeah. Where it's kind of harder to get down. You okay. know, you got to take that gnarly path down. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it was like, and I remember seeing Mar- Marcel, yeah. Um, Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was out. Of, and, man, my stamps board. I'm like, it's it's my smaller <laughs> yeah. everyday go. And it yeah. was proper sets. And I'm like, I don't know. This thing's probably going to be And it be started this. out kind of low tide and the tide filled in. And it was like those A-frames just got super A-framey and started linking up. Yeah. I'm all, this yeah. board's maybe going to slide out a little bit. Yeah. And I just, knowing that, I just yeah. put a little bit more pressure on the those tail. Are the, you were ripping. Yeah. I got a couple good ones. It was. I was like thinking back then because I don't even know if the podcast yeah. was on, but I was like, this is something we could talk about in the podcast. I like it. The session, <laughs> the session we had. But I uh, came in and a couple of guys were like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen Lark, it. Like, you still got it. Lark. Yeah, I was. Like, I, I get excited when it's, I need, I need to get. You need size? I need yeah. size. Yeah. He was in the top lot. He spray painted for the Lars. <laughs> You know, shotgun to beer, punched his board, and then ran out. <laughs> no, and then, that's funny. That you know, it was good. It was a little wedgy. The show's not about late night. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're reminiscing a, a good session. And it was like there was nobody out. There was. I mean, there was nobody out. Okay. So going but back, back, you're, you're going home. School. I'm going home school, and then uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to edit this so it's all synchronized. Not even. So you're you're homeschooled. It's, at the, thirteen, like, hanging out. At the beginning, at the beginning, I was just it was dark, and then I was homeschooled, and then it was so I was I was hanging out with like all these like those guys kind of like, and and fast forward like I was probably hanging out with them for like eight months, I don't know nine months, but see like my best friend growing up lived right in Sunset, and I I did like some junior lifeguards, and then we just skate up the green belt and hit all the surf shops like. Caton and and Huntington Surf Sport Warner and Mar- that was like OG days when like Mark Allen. Uh, like yeah. Jared, Dirty Heads, Jared Watson, yeah. he was working there. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, just like all the Warner crew guys, right? And you remember like Mike? Remember Mike like something? He was a manager there years ago at Warner. Shorter dude, Mike, and then this guy. There's just so we, anyways, we'd skate up and down. Benny Bigler was at Bruce Jones, Caton. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm and, trying and to what, think. What boards were you riding? So I was, surfing, so surfing at this time, there. I was kind of like, didn't really have anything. I remember going to Bruno. Remember Bruno Surf yeah. Shop? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Bruno. That was in Sunset. It was right? in Sunset. Yeah. It was the French dude, Bruno. Okay, I went in there, and I remember him, like, talking to me and my buddy Bryce. And he was saying, he's like, oh, this and that. And something, maybe he saw me surfing or something. He was like, he's like, I'll sponsor you. And I was like, dude, that's crazy. And he was like, he was like, give me 100 bucks, and I'll make you a custom board. What? So he makes me a board. And like my dad right away is like, who's this guy? You give him $100 and you know like what he wants. He's going to give you a board. you know. And, and so he ends up shaping me a board. My dad meets him, you know, and he shapes me this long board. And I kind of didn't know, you know, at the time. I was just like, how old were you? I was like 12 or 13, maybe just 13. And it was like real thin, high performance. And I thought it was cool. It was like, I was like, oh, I'm like, I got sponsored, you know? Yeah. Back then it was like a big thing to get like. It was always a big thing. It still is. I was is. probably like, I was born in 85. It was, I was probably like end, like 98, you know, right before the big Y2K. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> which we were prepared. <laughs> no, we weren't prepared. We had a generator. We had a generator. It was uh, world's ending. The computers can't add another so Bruno, server. Bruno, bad, stay on track. He made you a high performance. So this is where it gets good. A Joey Hawkins he model. Makes, he makes a lot, me, of, a lot of rocker. Yeah, Colin, Colin McPhillips, Colin and, and Josh Moore were pissed. I had the lighter Josh board. Moore. I had the lightest board in Huntington. I was like thirteen, you know, and uh, 
I remember I was at Harry's Grill, okay, with the Bruce Jones guys, and we were like, you know, we'd all one person would buy something, this person would, you know, we lost. We we're just like scavengers, you know. You'd surf, you get his cheap food, and then you go surf again. And and a guy shows up there, this this Hawaiian dude who I knew, and I just see him around everywhere, and we'd surf with him sometimes. Hawaiian guy, rich, big rich, big rich, yeah, you big know, rich. big rich. Yeah. Yeah. Talk a lot, Rich. Yeah. Big Rich, Dagenhart. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey. hey, brother. Yeah. Big hey. Rich. You know, <laughs> don't don't get cornered after he's had a few. <laughs> Big Rich. I got respect for Rich. Me you too. Know? Me uh, too. We love him. He's I've known him. I've known Rich since I was probably eleven years old. But Rich looks at the board and he get, he he would call me stop chicks. I don't know why he I know he he literally would skate down up the green belt and around and he'd call me stop chicks and he. You know, I remember like going into Mother's with him, and I'm like, "What's this place? Mother's Bar, you know?" And he'd yeah. be like, "Hook these boys up with some T-shirts," and then we'd skate down to this other spot, and he'd be like, "Hook these boys up with some stickers," you know. But I remember him looking at the board, and he's like, "What is this thing you're writing?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm like, I got sponsored by Bruno," and he literally took his thumb and pushed it through the board. He was like, "That's not a longboard," and he's like, "This is," he's like, "This is a piece of crap," and he was like, "He's like, I'll get you a real board. I'll get you a real sponsor." And he's like, I seen you surf, kid. You know how to ride a longboard. You got to get a real board. And and we skated. He he took my board. We skated down to my to this guy's house. Steve from Aloha Glassing lived upstairs, and this guy downstairs was Eric Christensen, which is Chris Christensen's brother. Wow. E C. E C. E C. Was young. He had this fro. He was like he would surf Surfside, you know. And he introduced me. He's like, you got to sponsor Stop Chicks. And literally, <laughs> Eric pulls this board out. And it's like a nine four bowling glass single fin nose rider and it says like four nat young eric used to write custom shapes like for for, for, for like random places random people <laughs> that's fast, fast forward i was at golden west swap meet like three years ago right before covid and this guy's all i just scored this old longboard it's four nat young and i looked at it and i'm like it's the ec board and i'm like dying because i'm just like dude this guy I, and that's I, genius and I was like, that is so i was just like, 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 oh, like i think he had like michael jordan elton john like all these like he would just it was it was yeah. like anytime we're gonna shape it. hey hey it adds a thousand dollars Shroff probably yeah. did this in 89 you know but so rich gave me this board and i was just like i was like blown away you know and, and he took my other board and he probably sold it and whatever and then i started writing for ec and uh that was from literally 12 years old till i was like i was like 22 or something dude i rode for ec for like 12 years took me to japan all these places Are you kidding me? yeah yeah wow. crazy so i mean ec makes really good boards yeah like his, his boards were like you know like he knew how to build short boards but then he knew how to build like traditional stuff and yeah he had this japanese He's guy from sunset or? um i think they were from like like norca 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 what's like up long beach like if you go up the river up the river, like past Long Beach, the riverbed, like Seal River, all the yeah, way up. What yeah. is that? North? Norco. Norco. Norco? Yeah. I don't know where. Norco's where. like deep inland, though. I don't know, but somewhere, somewhere up yeah. there in Chris. Because he's still up. making boards. He's still making boards. Yeah. So that I was, was just like Kate the other day, and they were dropping some off. Yeah. yeah. And and so like that was like and Rich, I remember giving me a Dewey Weber. Norwalk. Norwalk? Norwalk. I think Norwalk. Norco is like Norco is like Riverside. Yeah. Norwalk. Norwalk. Yeah, so right I think up. they grew Six up in Norwalk, okay. maybe Cypress, Norwalk area. And um, so Eric Christensen. Eric Christensen. He was like the guy. To who? Chris Christensen. Chris Christensen. Who Chris makes like Greg Long, yeah. all the like, yeah. you know. The Chris. one that Gerlach used to write. Yep. Gur oh, wow. had a model. The Gur model. Good name, Gur. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, you could, yeah, I mean, it worked. The board worked. It was a little gravelly Gur model, you know. But EC gave me boards forever, and then that was Rich gave me a Dewey Weber board too when I was twelve. He's like, you, this is a shortboard kid. He's like, you ride this kind of shortboard, and that's what started my obsession with old boards from twelve years old till thirty six. Like, like fast forward fifteen years old, I had like sixty surfboards in my bedroom. Wow, at my house. Okay, and, and how'd you collect them? Just at swap meets, swap meets, swap meets, and seeing people like with old boards, talking to people like. I never stopped talking, you know, like, um, you know, it's just like acquiring, like I, I, we, rich, I kind of learned from rich. Like he'd see some family cruising down, you know, ninth street with oh, that guy's got an old Rick surfboard and he'd go, Hey, what are you doing over here? Like, he's like, what are you riding this for? He's like, I'll get you like a seven foot nice shortboard. And he'd, he'd like go down to Kate and there'd be some trade in for 70 bucks. He'd grab that, you know? And, uh, so and I just get, started to get the nugget. Yeah, vintage and, board from the yes. Person. Rich had give them a little bit better, more, yeah. more. And they're well, stoked on yeah. a brand new board versus a yeah. piece of crap that you just bought at a garage sale. Yeah. So that's, knowingly, that was like the start. And I always, I always say it because I, I, so I had rich, big rich, flying wow. rich. Yeah, that's yeah. epic. And Rich is like, I mean. I was telling Rich, I was like, do you remember when like I, I was like joking about something and you like pinned me on the ground and like kind of choked me out and I was like crying, I think, and you're putting <laughs> dirt and grass in my mouth and I was like, I learned never to say like that was like, you know, that's how it was. Like if you mouthed off to somebody like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember being at some, some people are crazier than others. I grew, I grew up on Main Street and we had many, many of those guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Paul, I had, but, Paul, Paul Evans, Fudgers. You can talk to anybody old school, Benny Westbrook. There were guys that you would just, yeah. I yeah. mean, they would duct tape. Well, well, now you, you, so, okay, duct tape. Yeah. That's when I stopped hanging out with the Bruce Jones guys. Because one day they thought it would be funny to tape me to the pole yeah. outside. And they literally duct taped me up to this pole outside on PCH. And I was so bummed, you know, I was like 13 years old, I was so bummed. And like, they all left me, I think Brock cut me down, like, I was only up for a few minutes, but he cut me down, I was like, and he's like, hey, it's just like, they're just hazing you, you know, yeah. you gotta just get over Scrums. it. And I think I took Greg's keys and I like threw them in the trunk, he had this old Impala, or, or, uh, and locked them I in threw them in there, I slammed it, I called my mom, like, pick me up, I'm over these guys, <laughs> made my sister break up with him. <laughs> I was pretty bummed. I was pretty bummed. You're not getting any more now. I was Fuck you, Greg. <laughs> you ain't dating my sister anymore. Yeah, I was bummed. But they're but brutal. They, I, I never like, like, there's just like, you know, uh, EC was giving me like fishes and I never, I didn't write a thruster till I was like 17 or something, man. That's wild. I, I don't know, like maybe 15 or I just hated, like, I was just like the guy, like I, I had a Japanese wetsuit sponsor. He'd make me like crazy wetsuits and I just wanted like the opposite of what everybody was like you know i just i'd see guys at the pier and like i'd go surf the pier and it was like there was like like a dude like danny miskin who was just like you know like oh my god like dude literally like okay You're bringing out old school names yeah I, I was going like surfing i had a fish that was like spray painted you know like i had like you know like ramon stencil on the bottom it was like and i'm just like okay like i actually have a girlfriend i never even seen you with it you know like okay i guess i'm I'm gay because I got a board that's got pink spray paint, you know? Yeah. But that's what it was. That's surfing, though. Yeah. That's how it was. So crazy. And I remember did, did Bobby Nishi one time, and I didn't really know him, but Bobby Bell, Nishi. Bell Bonds? Bell Bonds. Bobby. And my yeah. dad knew him from back in the day, but Bobby was just like. I haven't seen him. He friend. said something one time to some guys, and he was just like, he, he saw me in the water, and he, just, he said something. He was just like, dude. Told him all. He's like, you don't know who that kid's uncle is. You don't know who's going to come around the corner and crack you, you know? Yeah. 
But I never took, like, I'd just be like, see, if somebody say something like that, I was never like, oh, man, that guy thinks I'm gay. Like, I'd just kind of laugh it off, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's you know, not much you could do. I mean, you're not going to... Yeah, and it wasn't but, like, I wasn't, I wasn't riding a white, you know, 6'3", with, like, a black wetsuit and, like, a... Yeah. I, honestly, I mean, it was, it was always, it was always like that, and then, um, to, like, to this day, even, still, like, I'll, I'll go surf, like, I surfed the pier, like, four months ago five months ago and a couple of the, of the boys were out you know which the boys weren't even surfing that good and like i got like a, like a decent like front side air you know and uh i paddled back out and i was surfing like off the, the little pier bowl and uh billy webb was out and billy's all stop nick and all the guys are like who's who do you, you know and it, and then he's all hey let him get the lefts he gets the lefts <laughs> so good and uh a guy, I'm not, I shouldn't even say any names because in four months I surfed the pier again, but he was just like mad dogging me. And then uh, uh, I was like, hey guys, how you doing? You know, I surf at Golden West. I know you yeah. don't know who I am. <laughs> they don't know anybody no. anymore. I don't know anybody. It's weird rare. though. It's so Dude, crazy. growing up, when I would surf the pier, when there'd be like good days, you know, I'd like paddle out at the apartments and like slowly make my way over. There was like, like it was like Danny Nichols, like this guy. There was like a pecking order, right? Yeah, for sure. And then you had what's the guy's name that would like get on like the cover of like Longboard magazine on his like Joey seven Hawkins? foot, no, seven foot round nose, bald head guy, Bob something. Oh, He'd get shit. the sets out the back always. Yeah, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, Bob Kate, no Bob. Uh, anyways, but there was just yeah. there was it was a different it was a different time. Yeah, right. It was yeah. like. It was just like you, you, you know, you kind of, you kind of let people get the waves. You paid attention. Like it's just we live in a different world now, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think COVID and then people giving surf lessons next yeah. to the pier. Yeah, yeah. Kind of gave it people from Coop slams. I mean, we're on the. I just saw a post this week of like yeah. they showed a montage of waves, yeah. and it was like four dudes taking off, crisscross. Yeah. Another somebody's kicking a board at somebody but that's like, like what's weird is if you go surf like secret spot one through 14 yeah there's actually better surfers over there and it's almost harder to get waves i've kind of realized because you're like dude guys kind of know how to surf over here because yeah. they're over i think yeah. people just gravitate towards well, the pier that's how it was yesterday for when that's i when we first yeah. pulled up i was like you go dude that dude just did a fucking hack and i'm like Fuck, there's a lot of good surfers. Yeah, in but then our there was spot. there was people like running but, each but other. But it's a little bit more yeah. organized when it's like that. Meaning like yeah. you, you know, know what I'm saying you, is like people migrated from the pier I know, towards my for sure. spots. But but so I'm just like saying that. like I have I don't have a problem catching waves, I have a yeah. problem with people in my way. That's true. You know? Yeah. And that's what bums me out is like the, yeah, the you educated don't see people out in the water. I don't. I'm like, dude, I'll, I'll freaking just He's got blinders. Yeah. yeah. But just, just a good chop hop over somebody. We'll let him <laughs> know you're you've watched you know Run Man yeah. a couple times. You're ready to yeah. So that's fast forward now. When I started shortboarding, I just started doing chop hops because I skateboarded. I love skateboarding. So, okay, so you were hanging out with Gilmet and those. those well, guys. I was just I knew Gilmet. He was a drug dealer. No, he was, no I knew Gilmet. But he was just like. But I always. So then when I was like, but they were all hot shit shortboarders. They were yeah. like shortboarders, but I kind of knew some guys that were like. They rode longboards and they were on the yeah. team, you know, and they were homies. Like when you go surf on your surf team, yeah. I'm guessing. I mean, I Google searched what it's like to go to school and stuff, you know, and I guess this is how it actually is. But you know, you're just friends with everybody, you yeah. know. It's different when you're in the lineup and there's like, like I grew up longboarding. I hate surfing with longboarders. They yeah. take every weight. When I ride a longboard, I'm just like, dude, you go. This is a good set, you know. Like, yeah. you, you, and you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I understand why long. We all hate longboarders for sure. You know. 
um, you know, when just a guy's road, just like conveyor belt, you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah, you yeah. just caught a wave and you're sitting you know 20 feet out past me. Yeah. You, I, I could see you know how to do a turn, you know. Yeah. You do that reverse drop knee thing, I get it. <laughs> but then also when it's one foot, yeah. and you know, like you're riding a longboard and you've got, you know, one of the best surfers in Huntington Beach, born and raised, her dad checks you off a wave because you're riding a longboard at Bolsa Chica when it's one foot, you're like, okay, I get it. You're on a 5'11 shortboard trying to show, you know, the Grammys on the beach. It's tough. <laughs> then it flips. Then you're like, get a longboard. You know. Did you have a surf shop? You like Bruce Jones? You talked so about like, like Bruce Jones. And what's what's kind of funny? We'll go we'll go back and forth. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it's like I'd hang out at Warner Surf and Sport. Like I would like they'd have sidewalks down. And I'd be like, just give me like fifty dollars store credit and i'll work here all day and they're like you gotta be 15 but the manager mike at the time or whoever it was they'd be like hey you could like help out keep an eye outside right yeah and then my friend i remember at one time this was when i was like 14 he was like he's like no younger than 14 man he was like do you know this the owners they have kids like your age of surfing sport <laughs> and i was like oh yeah i met the one kid you know and and i kind of had a girlfriend at 13 kinda, yeah. you know i just knew this girl blah 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 and oh, like yeah. She had a friend, a couple friends, that would hang out with her. And I was like 13, like, you know, and I saw this this girl. Um, and I was just like, well, that girl, like, she made me feel weird. Like, my stomach felt weird <laughs> yeah. when I saw her. And I was like, how old? 13. I, I think I was 13, yeah, okay. mid-13, which is, yeah, I was just like, and then she was just different. And it was, it, her name was Lindsay Pye. And that's. You met Lindsay Pye at 13? At 13, yeah. Wow. Yeah, 13. But you had a different girlfriend. Well, I was just kind of hanging out with this girl. Like, she was kind of like a girlfriend. Girls that are friends. Yeah, yeah. There's songs about it, like girls that are friends. But she was like, I, I don't know. It was it was like, uh, her family was really cool, you know? Like, I'd hang out with like... Do you know they own Servant Sport? Well, no, no. This is the, this first, is the first one. Girl, but uh, Lindsay was like really good friends with her. Like, her younger brother, yeah. Trevor Pye, went to school with this girl in the same grade. The girl that I was kind of friends with. So Mutual friends. So mutual friends. And then like, yeah, this this my first girlfriend like found some other guy when she was like 13 and a half. And then I was just kind of like heartbroken or, you know, like, oh, this is how it goes or whatever. But, you know, I, I'd see this girl, Lindsay you know, like running track when I'd go to the Huntington skate park, you know? So I'd be skating at Huntington park when I was like 13, 14. And I, I remembered Lindsay, you know, and I just always be like, what's up? Kind of talk to her. Um, but I just was like, she's way over here, you know, like way, you know, it's like one of those like nineties love movie stories, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I was just, um, and, and I, I just go to like, we'd skate Huntington high skate park. And that was like Ed Templeton, Matt Costa, Matt Costa was like, he was not like he before he shattered his ankle or whatever. Yeah. He was like like he'd skate there. He was actually he was a he was a dick. Yeah. Like me and my cousin Chase, we'd skate there. And we were like that. He was just like he would just kind of mess with us always. We were younger. Um, he's a mu- musician. He's right? a musician. Yeah. yeah. Matt is like, and I don't really know him that good, but but you, you wouldn't think. But listening back, to his music, that he'd be a freaking dick. Yeah. Back then, he was like, well, you'd show up and you just like try to avoid him. But we'd yeah. skate there. I mean, those skateboarders like, are kind of more dicks than yeah. But Most dude, people. you got it like a lot of them. Yeah. When we were going to like, I didn't want to look like a surfer. Like the surfers that would show up at Huntington High and try to do a slash on the bank, you're just like, this guy's a barney. <laughs> like you're just like, dude, this guy. Like you obviously like I. I mean, I like dyed my hair. I was like, you know, like Ethan Fowler, Brian Sumner, like black skinny pants. Like I wanted to, you know, it was like there's like a crew like the piss drunks that was like Jim Greco, like the Warner Ab guys. Like yeah. those were the guys that were like cool. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they it was like. It was just a whole different um, scene, you know? But it was... Huntington Park has so much history. But we'd sit there and see Lindsay running around the track. And then 
like when I was like 15, I I went to that girl that I first met that was friends with Lindsay. I went to her eighth grade graduation. And my cousin Chase, who was friends with Lindsay too, because we went to the same school, she, Lindsay was there. And uh, I just remember it was at the Hard Rock Cafe and we like kind of sat at the same table and we hung out. And then I gave my friend my number because he went to school with Lindsay. I'm like, hey, give Lindsay my number. And he kind of like connected us up and she came over and hung out one day. And um, she brought Taylor. Taylor was like, I don't know, he was like one or two. I don't know. He was, <laughs> Taylor was like, I think he was like 10, you know. And she rode her bike down. She lived up on Edwards Hill. We lived down by the wetlands. She rode her bike over. And then I invited her. back up. I invited, yeah, her mom, I think her mom did say like, you yeah. can only go over there if you bring Taylor. And um, she, so she went, she came over on the 4th of July. We had like a block party. And she had this boyfriend. It was this guy, Brent Yoshida. And uh, uh, I don't know, but like she never, she, she was just like, I don't know, you asked me out. And then it was like, I, I, I was really bad at saying no. And I just kind of went out with him. But she like, I mean, like she's just like, we hung out one time and uh, she broke up with him like the day before we hung out. So she came over on the 4th of July. We had a block party and we just like, it's crazy because that day we hung out the whole day and I remember that night my mom's like, oh, like that girl Lindsay's really nice. And I was like, I'm going to marry that girl. I told Shut my mom. What? No, I told 15. my mom. I was 15. I was like, I was like, I'm going to, and my sister's like, yeah, right. And I was like, but I was like, when you were 13, she made you feel weird. But yeah, because I, I don't know, like when you were 13, she was just like different. I, she was just different. You yeah. know, like she was the kind of girl like that would be like sitting there and like bite like a mouthful of grass out of the ground just to like kind of freak people out and I was just like that's cool you know like she <laughs> cut her that she, girl. she cut her hair really short in high school would just she was like super artsy she'd like wear like pants with like skirts on top of them and I was just like she was just different she was she was like the black sheep of that whole like you know she went to regular she, school yeah she went to like she went to Smith and I she went to Dwyer or H, she went to HCS Huntington, mm-hmm. Huntington Christian School and okay. then uh she went to Huntington High, you know? And then, so I literally, after that day of the 4th of July, we hung out, like, every single day. No joke for six months. Every single day. And did you know that she was the daughter she, of Aaron Pye? The well, no, no. I knew I knew that, like, after I met her when I was 13. Like, my friend, this girl, Shannon, was like, oh, her, dad, her, was... her dad. And But it was never, it was never, like, like, I was just more intimidated, you know? I was just like, oh, man, like, you She's know. She's out of my... Well, it wasn't even that. Like, that was just, like, surf and sport, crazy surf team. They were, like, you know, they had, like, back then they had, like, HSS skate shop, you know, all that stuff. And yeah. it wasn't even, you know, I remember the first time, like, going over to their house and just, you know, like, her brothers were super cool, you know. Taylor yeah. and Trevor were just, like, you know, they were just into, like, having fun. And um, she grew up around boys, so, like, you know. She's like, a tomboy. She was a tomboy, yeah. yeah. She, she, she would, like wrestle and she could like beat me up i mean still to this day i mean literally like three hours ago she was like what do you i was like i could do this podcast and she like we're married now we're married we have kids <laughs> fast forward 20 years we have four kids she's like i was wrestle for an hour before you take no on. she's just strong like she could beat me up probably yeah. i mean like it's bad when you meet someone at a young age and you wrestle because now when you're like 35 you're like it's we need like a like uh, we do like a code word. You're punching me. I've got Safe a black word. guy. I'm... <laughs> Safe, Safe word. word. Tap out. I got uh, tap out. Yeah. It's, uh, and uh, then I got three daughters. Kids so then are they watching. all jump on me. And then Sid's hit. I'm like, you can't hit a girl, Sid. But that's messed up. You know? <laughs> so it's okay if they're stronger than you. But we hung out from 15 on. Like it was just weird. That's crazy. And, and it wasn't even like 
It was just like we were best friends. You weren't in high school, but you. But had this high was the crazy. This was the craziest thing. Is that <laughs> night she went home and told her mom, "I'm going to marry Scotty Stopnik." Wow, you both had. We that. both had that, That's and crazy. and her mom told like my mom, and I Share remember pie. Share pie, and I just. You know, like, we had kids, and I was, like, hold. I remember, like, you know, I'd hold a kid on my side, and, and I think my mom was, like, what are you holding the kid on the side? Like, like you never hold the kid on the side or something like that. I'm, like, I don't know. It's just, like, she, she just thought, like, she's, like, that's big family, and he knows how to hang out with kids. And then we were, like, dude, we were, like, 16, and we had, like, a joined bank account. We were, like, let's save money to buy a house. Like, what? Yeah, we were like, we're 18, we're getting married, you know? And we were like... Wow. But, like, she, you know, our thoughts... It was like... It was... Well, yeah, like, you know, and, and I and I remember, like, now having kids and, like, if a if a boy showed up at my house and was like, hey... I mean, my daughter's 12, but, like, she's not going out with anybody until she's, like, 24, you know? I know, right? Yeah, I mean, I've got guns. I wish, I wish. Like, I'm just, you know, it's out. Yeah, what do you mean? But it's, uh... It's just, it was crazy, you know? So, I mean, I, we were, we've been together since we were 15 years old. And we, we ended up getting married when we were 21. We didn't live together. Like, she lived at her, like, we just were like, let's save money. We both live at our parents' house. Like, we could save money this way. And, and so then, like, I worked for my dad. She worked at Java Point, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I worked my, with my dad until I was 18. And then I remember there was a good swell. The kid across the street ended up marrying my sister, so they were married. They got married young, like Vegas, two in the morning. But he was a surfer, like kind of rode dock sports growing up. He ripped, you know, he surfed good. Only child. We're seven kids over here. So we're like, you know, the freak family with seven kids that, you know, and he's the only child that got like a jet ski when he was 14. <laughs> Super sick. They had a house in Gabriel. He was like the coolest <laughs> brother of all to Just an overspoiled kid. Dude, but he was sick. He had like a pool table. <laughs> But, you know, like, we're like, Sue, Brent, if you're, Brent, if he's listening, he's a pilot. He's a captain for Alaska Airlines. Still, he's probably one of the only pilots that could do, like, a proper Air 360. Like, he rips at surfing. Nice. Brent, yeah. what? Brent Watson. Okay. He's, like, super mellow. I'm like, burn this guy. And he's like, no, 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 I'm just going to let him go. I'm like, he's not that aggressive when he surfs. But when he does surf, he rips still to this day. Like, Brent Watson. Brent Watson. Yeah. I'll have to. He's, like, uh, 40. Maybe he's 40. He just turned 30. Dock. 40. Surfboards. He was getting, yeah, he rode, like, docks. Now, He's been waiting for Pesh to hook him up with a deal. Pesh has been avoiding him, you know. Come no. on, Pesh. Come on, Pesh. Shout out to Pesh. But so then, at eighteen, I went to Gaviotis. My dad's like, "Be back on Monday for work." And I just like, I was like, doing some stuff with Hurley. You know, I just started like, I had a friend that worked at Hurley. I had this little sponsor me video. Gilmet was at Hurley, right? And um, Fuzzy worked at Modern Amusement. Was it Modern Amusement or Generic Youth? I think it was Modern Amusement. It was very cute. And I remember they're, they're like I remember like no I was, hanging, Jeff I was hanging out with Alex Nost and he was like he was like, Hey, you could ride for this company, you know, my buddy Fuzzy. And we knew Fuzzy because we kinda Fuzzy's of, fucking awesome. Fuzzy's right, the man. Cool. We we kind of started doing the Japanese motors in the very beginning, the band, and Fuzzy would like show up and like record us. He had this P code on, he'd like record us. He's like, I recorded it. Boot and we're like, dude, you could just record it like nobody's paying attention, <laughs> you know? Like And uh but it, but anyways, like I remember like the Hurley stuff was kind of happening, and I was like, ah. So, were you yeah. surfing contests and Never contests. Never. Never. Yeah, I remember trying to get sponsored way back yeah. by a shop, family shop. <laughs> I remember the team guy at the time. No names. Last name starts with a W, first name starts with an S. He was running the team at the time. I remember, like, not going, like, through the family, but it's like, I'm going to just talk to the team guy, you know? And I don't know if I, like, called up or I saw him, and I was like, hey, I want to ride for Honey Servant Sport. Yeah. Was and it, it was like, 
No, no, no. But I remember Ben. Ben was cool. Sean Ward. No. No, Sean Ward never ran. Close, close. Okay. I forget I forget who ran the team. It was a guy with the last name where Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, which yeah, but he was like, collect all your contest results and clippings for a year. We'll think about it. And I was wow. like, I was like, I was like, contests for a year. I was like, I never even done a contest, you know? Like, and that I, I think mean, I did a Jericho's Kids for Clean Waves a couple times, you know, in CLP and for a year. And that's yeah. like, that's just crazy. So, so, so I was just, I was like, I was like, contests are a joke. Like trying to like, I just was the other way. Like I just was like, I just want to surf, have fun. And, and and then I remember like my buddy got a video or something to Hurley and and he was like hey my buddy Paul Gomez saw this video he wants you to talk to him but I was kind of like wanted to ride for Fuzzy's thing that he was doing modern music because it just made sick clothes and yeah. I was like I was really into like fashion and like cool design stuff smaller a little niche yeah like, yeah I, I remember I went there I met I met all the people in the marketing guys it was like Pete Rocky. It at was early. it was at yeah Pete Rocky um, was yeah. Pato there yet no no no, no. Well, way early pre Pete pre Pete yeah Pato I think was just coming off Endless Summer Two hype oh wow yeah you're yeah. right but. no it wasn't that but Pato I think was riding for the brand it was like Gilmet Gilmet was just there you know yeah. he just was like in the marketing room but um, Gomez was there you know Gomez was on the yeah. on the Lindsay uh, what's Lindsay's last name she was like marketing person and and I remember like going jeff hurley was the team guy like we went and like had a little surf and i think i had like this like just this like twin fin that was all spray it was just so different than he's probably like i don't know like what's this guy doing like he doesn't he can't even do a turn you know like i think i like kicked my board into the rock or something <laughs> like, you know? a couple of speeds high lines and then it wasn't even like that i think i tried like i, I did like three chop offs on a wave or something <laughs> you know joe how, <laughs> I was like I was like seventeen, okay. but um, but yeah, it was like honestly, what got me into short like riding shortboards and like it was Aussie Wright, you know? Yeah, Aussie Wright was like it was 156 first tricks, Volca movie. That was the movie. I was like, and I I skated, you know. I always I grew up skateboarding, so I was like, this guy's like skating on water. That's yeah. all I wanted to do was go fast and just like try to do airs, you know. Yeah. And just how he landed stuff, and it was like so punk rock. It was he was so hesh when he surfed. I remember just like burning through that VHS, yeah, you know. Yeah. And you just chop off. He would do chop offs at the. It was like skateboarding, you know, like yeah. you know, a guy does like back tail slide down like a fifteen stair, and then he does like a one eighty off a curb. That was surfing. He had his yeah. own fucking Steve. He had his own style. And sure. what's crazy is when we yeah. started like wearing like button downs. Yeah, yeah, blazers, and, and, just blazers. and so that was it. Like we'd surf Blackies, or we'd surf Prospect with like Mike Lorman, Ricky Barnes, like all the like New Beach Alliance guys. You remember the new like NBA, like New Beach Alliance? They had that like like Lor- like all these dudes that were like old punk rock dudes that surf still, and like they were like that was kind of what we like gravitated to. And then uh, we'd surf Blackies, and it was like Dano and Fuzzy, and like all these dudes, and it was just it was it was like it wasn't there wasn't a niche like there is now like yeah. there wasn't like all these you, you know you couldn't go to a surf shop and get like a twin fin or like any yeah. of that stuff it know? was like it was not in the like, board lineup of the shops unless you went to russell or somebody was, specific was, like a bruce jones you guys were hipsters yeah. before hipsters and i hate the word hipster i mean i really right. do but i know what you're saying yeah. it's it was just you're like, like more counterculture yeah punk rock it was like surf. but to- totally like like the like the kids that were surfing shortboards were like they wanted to be more like jock, you know, and it was like yeah, there it wasn't was a jock scene. It wasn't about that, you yeah. know. But like 
this was like a fun fact. Like all these dudes raged. Like me, I never partied. Like I'd party, but I never drank, never smoked. Like still to this day, like I just I had family members, and it just they were like I got three generations of suicide. So I was like I was just like freaked out kind of about that, and very compulsive. And I was just kind of like like I loved that lifestyle, but I never I never drank or smoked yeah. or like anything. Like I remember like years later, like partying with like JoJo Whitmarsh, and they're like those dudes would be like, "What are you JoJo on?" Whitmarsh. And I was like. I've been drinking like cokes and waters all night. It's like it's I'm like, not on shit. I'm just caffeine high. But <laughs> I'm watching you guys destroy your lives. It uh, is hard to be around people when they're drunk. Uh, yeah. But it was. I mean, so Gomes, I, Paul Gomez, man, he was like. I, I think. I think maybe Jeff was kind of like, "What's this guy doing?" Like we don't, you know. And Paul was like, "We need a guy like this." He's like, "We got like 500 of like these same surfers." Yeah, jock like, surfers. And he was just like, I mean, like they. It was. Joe McElroy, JoJo Whitmarsh, it was uh, um, Spides, it was like Andrew Atkins, like all yeah, these dudes. The crew. The hur- like Hurley from an outside to me, I was kind of like, ah, it's kind of like bro-ish, you know, it's kind of like the icon. When I met all those people and met Bob Hurley and met all these people Don't outside, dude, I was like, this is the coolest brand yeah. there is. It was like Paul's whole, it was like surfing, skateboarding, music, art. Uh, art. It, and, it, and it was like it was like punk rock from the beginning, you know. But what was selling the brand was like not so much that. So I remember they had this company store. Mike Butler ran the store, and um, like Mike. Mike, he's like a kneeboarder and like you know just a rad dude. But I I just get clothing and like cut it up. Lindsay was super artsy at the time. I think Lindsay was interning at Stussy. She was literally like your lady, they, my chick, Lindsay okay. Pie. She got a job like interning at Stussy. She was super creative making just making tons of stuff and then she gets into design it's like tech packs and like stupid stuff it's not like actually cut and sew making clothing you know yeah but she taught me how to sew so i was like i was like starting to basically like help with design and i'd sit in a mark paul would come in on tuesday mornings and and sit in marketing meetings with us and like you know, I'd sit in a marketing meeting on Tuesday mornings. That's you know? right. So did, did you get sponsored? So yeah. So basically I remember I was like 17 and Paul was like, I went on a trip to Fiji and it was like, a, it was like, you know, uh, it was like kind of people from surf and sport. It was like, Hey, if you want to go, but it was like this much money, you know? And I remember my brother went and Paul was like, I'll pay for the trip. Get a couple photos, you know? Turkey. Yeah. My brother Turkey. Yeah. yeah. He was like 14 at the time. I was 18. he wrote for him too. Yeah. Yeah. He like skated for him, yeah. surfed. And so... Paul paid for this trip. It was like two grand. And then, then I, like after that, like I was still working for my dad and I, I was like, I was like, Paul, I either got to keep working for my dad or I, I want to like, I want to like be full on. Like I want to like do this for a living. And I don't know if it's, and it's surfing or it's like design or it's marketing or I'm like, but I'm like, I, I have something to contribute to a lot of things here. You know, I feel like I could really put my, you know, insert myself into these different things. You yeah. know, like I was going to swap meets a ton, like all over the place. You know, and uh, riding my before I had a license, I was riding my bike to the swap and like buying buying like vintage Nikes, all this. And I started an eBay account. I was like, dude, I just made like five hundred bucks from last weekend. I'm like, I made more money that day than I made like this whole week working every day. You know, for my dad. Mm-hmm. So so wow. I started I started riding for Hurley. Like Paul gave me a contract. It was like a three year contract. You know, and I was like. Like I was making a like, contract. No, no, I was just like I was making like twenty five hundred bucks a month. You know, a contract. Yeah, and it was like it was like it was like a sports endorsement, but it was like he was like I want you to come to marketing meetings. Okay, like, which is so which is rad. It's super rad, but it's so 
It's so different. different. Yeah, it was so, what, it was so different. Like, you're not like a, a contest surfer. Dude, was, were you I getting was, like shots in the mat? Yeah, it was like or? it was like yeah, it was like local stuff, and then it was like I'd go shoot with this dude, and it was like all of a sudden like I got like a couple longboard shots and Transworld Surf, and then it was like oh, and then you know there's always these ads promised in Hurley, you know, like oh like because I was easy to like hey come down here and like kind of like test stuff, like do a photo shoot, and then like you know creative department would put these all these different ads together, and then it would like turn into like Yada Nichols getting this ad or Rob Machado getting this ad, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, uh, but dude, I was, I, when I was 18, I remember I went on a trip to Max with my brother-in-law. My dad's like, be back Monday or you're fired, you know? And I was like, all right, cool. And like Tuesday came, we're still there. The waves are so good. And, uh, I came back and he was just like, Hey, you don't have a job. And I was like, I was like, that's cool. And I remember like showing him the first paycheck I got. I was like, I was like, dude, I'm like, and I was making money before that with like, you know, I was like, I was like getting a couple bucks. But then I remember like. I got a contract for three years. I'm going to get paid this every month. And, that, and, that, and that's like just an incentive to like create even a bigger hustle. Like, well, you well know? it was that, but it wasn't like I didn't have five sponsors. Yeah. You know, it was just like that. And then I was like going to swap meets. And then the design guys would be like, hey, for like holiday 14 or whatever, we're working on flannels. They'd be like, hey, just go get like a ton of different flannels. And then I'd get a ton of different different flannels and I'd, you know, they'd go through them all and I'd be like, oh, that color's cool. I'm like, oh, this Pendleton's cool. Like, you see how the top button? And I'd just give my my ideas, right? Yeah. So it's almost, like, almost a weird like consultant a, kind a of thing. Consultant, but also like a muse, you know? Yeah, it was like... Like a person that they yeah. kind of get inspiration from. Yeah. You know, but, you but were like they a would taste go like, I remember Gomez yelling. I mean, Gomez will yell at people. I don't know if you know. Oh, he's gnarly. <laughs> but he's awesome. <laughs> he's gnarly, but he's awesome. Paul's like, I feel like me and Paul sometimes like, you know, like it's like a love hater or kind of like spazzes sometimes. But Paul was always like in the war room there, you know? And I loved it because he'd be like, you're going to China to go get design ideas? He's like, go down to like, you know, go down to Chain Reaction. Go watch a show on a Thursday night. Go down to like 56th Street on a good swell. See what the kids are wearing. Yeah. He's like, they're not wearing this. They're wearing this. He's like, put yourself out there, you know? And like, that's kind of where I always like, kind of like, me and Paul are still really good friends and I kind of feel like I owe it to him because he's always put me like, he like, year after year, I was at Hurley from 18 till 32. That's fucking wild. Yeah. That's and so I mean like the craziest, like, dude, we would do like, my brother started riding for him and I'd, br- I'd bring in like, different guys I like that were like, video guys or, you know, and always like, Going on trips with like Rob Machado and like Yada Nichols and like some like swimsuit models, which that would get kind of weird, you know, like in the sense of like Lindsay, I got to do this thing, but it's like I get paid, but uh huh, you know, just stare at girls and win swimsuits. It gets it gets like, and I remember like Brett Simpson was on this trip and like we went to like Mainland and um, jo- JoJo Whitmarsh and like Joe Mack, Robbie Adams, those dudes were like all my friends. Like I would go in there like every day and just hang out with them. Yeah, and um, JoJo to too. What they know how to party. Jojo knows how to party. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie was like Frank the Tank, you know? Like anything they would have going on, like IT, like I, I knew the people at IT, they'd give me like laptops and stuff. And then, and then like design, like the cut and sew people, the HR department, every person I knew there. And I had relationships with them, you know? And I'd have like, there would be, there would you're be just like, the, the, the little but it wasn't full, like I was like, I was you're like, you're not an employee full time. I would be like, like a dude like Billy at the closet. You know, I knew the kid Brandon who was the buyer and I was like, let's get Hurley in there. And they're like, we don't want Hurley. And I was like, what if I designed a line and then we got it in there? So that was like the connecting dots. 
I was going to Japan. I went to Japan when I was 18 with Lindsay. And we did this whole, like, trip, and it, like, cost a ton of money. And then I linked up with this guy over there. We shot all their stuff for, like, their whole catalog. And I came back, and Joe, Joe Mac was like, dude, he's like, he showed me, like, this thick catalog for Japan. And he's like, we can expense everything, you know. So then I started going to Japan a lot and, like, building relationships with people over there and, like, shops like Ron Herman and all so these. The, That's the, so wild. The trip that you took at 18 yeah. to Japan, yeah. you set that up yourself. Yeah, like I, I had like I knew a distribution over there that was with Eric Christensen. I was getting some wetsuits from a Japanese wetsuit sponsor over there, and me and Lindsay just like love Japanese culture, like just like how like freaked out the people were. They just dressed crazy. They embraced what they were into. Like, like if you're like if you love Seven Eleven over there, yeah, and you're just like you're gonna get a tattoo. You're gonna make your whole life about Seven Eleven. Yeah, and and they don't care what you're doing. Yeah, that's what was cool. Like you could look like a freak, and they're just like. They don't even look at you or like judge you or any of that stuff, which is so cool. You know, they're just in their own lane. Yeah. So we went over there, and then I, I mean, I've been to Japan. I think like I went once or twice every year since I was seventeen. So like maybe twenty five times. So wait, you went over there and and did a shoot, a photo shoot? Well, I just went over there and linked up with people, and I surfed a bit, and then I linked up towards the end of the trip with the the, the Hurley Japan guys. And they, we just shot all their, like, their next year's catalog, you know? We went to, like, like, um... Did you go there for that? No. I just kind of went over there and, and met the guy. And, and, like, the guy. Yeah, and, then, and then later, yeah, like, like we linked up and he's like, oh, let's go to Comic Con and we shot all this stuff. And then they they saw, like, like, because I already kind of ha- had a little name over there. And they were like, hey, like, I remember the guy going, like, we can market this guy way better than any other team rider you have. <laughs> so then it started going into, like, yeah. hey, he rides for this board company, you know, which was Eric Christensen at the time. And, like, he has a distribution here, here, here with these five stores. We can get our stuff into these stores. And then we could do, like, pop-ups and we could do, like, mo- you know. And then it turned into, like, shops, like, wanting to do, like, collabs with me. And I'm like, oh, let's do it through Hurley, you know. And yeah. Starting like some little like sublines like we call I started this thing like blacklist and it was like it was like you know I always felt like you know I'd be blacklisted from all these like cool things that early so we'd do like the crappy like you know art show like very DIY events yeah. there and that's where that kind of all that blacklist thing started we were getting them into stores that they weren't able to get into stores over there and I just kind of like dude I'd go over there a ton. Like, I mean, I'd go over there once or twice every year and just party with the, you know, the homies over there and, like, hang out. Yeah, and party, too. They like to party. It's, it's crazy. And um, so all that's, that's such a, a, a weird little niche that you created for yourself. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of weird because it was, like, you know, like, going into, like, like, 18, 19, 20, I was, like, making more money at Hurley, you know? Like, we'd, 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 uh... And I'd started this thing, like, we kind of had this thing. My dad was building motorcycles, and me and my brother started building motorcycles, and we kind of, like, this thing started, and we were jokingly were in my buddy's garage. My buddy was like, oh, this thing cycles on, like, cycle zombies, you know? And it was like, my dad had this old bike, and he kind of was just like a pile of crap, shovelhead, old Harley shovelhead. I I think I was, like, maybe 17, and Turkey was, my brother was, like, 14, and they were already building this Triumph for Turkey, and... uh, it was like, oh, it's like bringing old bikes back to life. This Japanese magazine, Blue Magazine, came over and did this, like, it was pretty, it was like 18-page editorial, and it was like, the header was like, cycle zombies. You wow. know, family, and it was like me, my brother, and my dad all on bikes at the stop sign, and it was like... At 18 years old? Yeah, probably like about 18, 19, 
And um, it's like it's like that whole thing like started to kind of like grow. So then it was like I had Vespas growing up. I bought a Vespa from Benny. I think I was sixteen. Uh, a Vespa, his Vespa. Your dad was always into bikes. So he had bikes when he was young. We yeah. had like dirt bikes because he couldn't like ride a bike. He like did a lot of family stuff with us, you know. Yeah. Like that was his whole thing. He was like, can't go ride my chopper without my kids, you know. Yeah. Like we had dirt bikes, you know. We'd go to the river, had boats and like wakeboard and all that and. You know, then he's like, big, he's getting to Bigler's like one of those steezy dudes that had yeah. Vespas. For so, sure. so funny know? story. Yeah. He had like, a Vespa. I bought it from Benny. I rode it for a couple of years and I was just like, Harleys are lame. You know, the guy with the big beard, it's like old man. And then like started seeing dudes like a, like a Jason Jesse. And there was like this cat Mac shaft. Yeah. And, um, there was like all these like sinners dudes they were called, which one of them was John Edwards. I don't know if you know John John Edwards from, from I'm, the pier, Northside. Yeah. Like, he rips. And, like, they all had bikes, but they were, like, really cool bikes. Yeah. You know, they had this – it wasn't, like, a club. It was just – they were called, like, the Sinners, you know? And I remember seeing, like, all these dudes' bikes and, like, that's cool. It was skateboarding. It was punk rock. It was raw. It was, like – like, it wasn't like the old man on a bagger, you yeah. know? Um, it was just really cool. It was, like – and it's like they all have their little personal, like everybody does their bike. Like, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a little it's bit like more rolling unique. art, man. Yeah. It was like you build a bike how you want to build it. There's no rules. There's no laws. I mean, the laws are put into place for people to break, obviously. That's why rules are created. But you build a bike and it's like, it's just you, you ride a bike and you're like, man, this is the craziest but you thing But you could take like, well, oh, I like that on that bike and that on that bike and really yeah. kind of like. Yeah, and I was always inspired by vintage junk, right? So I was like, like young 15 16 like had so many boards and i was like starting to sell to japan i was like man i just made two grand selling a few boards and then i was like how how did that spark well that just sparked from literally like my dad taking me to swap meets and then rich kind of getting me into old boards and i was riding them and then i go to board swaps and be like dude that board's like eight hundred dollars and i seen that board and then like just the buying and selling i loved it like i just was like like there was what was your first japanese connection I mean, there was a guy, Yo, who I dealt with. There was a guy that had a shop in Japan called Holy Smokes, and he was friends with, like, Eric Christensen and stuff. And when we went over there, we linked up with him, and I'd sell him boards. Mm-hmm. And um, then through magazines, like, I'd see people at, like, Rose Bowl or the Long Beach Flea, and they'd be like, oh, like, kind of recognize you from a magazine or something. And then I'd be like, oh, you want to come over and go shopping? And they'd come in my room, and, like, I remember once a dude came through and bought, like, two boards, a bunch of, like, clothing, and I was like, I told my mom, like, I had, like, 3200 bucks cash. Yeah. And I was like, that's sick. And did you... Yeah. And then it just started sparking. Like, I was just like, okay, like, people click in and click out to make this in a month. Like, I can make... I, and it wasn't even... I love this stuff. That's the hard part. Like, I wish I could be you into, didn't like, want it. I wish I could be it, into buying this because I don't care about a microphone. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you could go, you know, and resell. Yeah, you're buying you know? stuff you like. You don't want to get rid of it. And I was passionate just, about what you're Yeah, and it was like... It was like like I said, I have an addictive personality, so it was like I was just hungry. Like I wanted to go to a swap meet or drive somewhere and dig through this guy's garage and find stuff. Treasure hunting. It was like treasure hunting. I mean, it's this addicting. was this was like so far before the whole like you know TV stuff and and everything. But through that, it was like I could connect it with Hurley. I was connecting it with Japan. Yeah, it wasn't just benefiting it, you. It was, it was, I was yeah. selling on eBay, like Craigslist. All these different things. And it's funny because I always told Paul, like, way back then, I'm like, I want to start this thing. And and it was, like, before Craigslist. And I was like, I want to call it Scotty's Garage. And everybody puts their stuff on this website for sale. And Paul was like, I'll fund it. 
And he always says this. He always says it. He always brings it up. Like, you could have been a billionaire. And I'm like, How fucking crazy, though. So right? it was like before. And he was like, I had, like he was like, I had like an IT guy. He's like, Scotty's Garage. And I'm like, nobody. It's like my name, my garage. I'm like, I don't get it. And then you yeah. think of like Craigslist. Yeah. yeah. You know or what I mean? Exactly. Or exactly what you're talking about. List. So it's exactly all, what we're talking about this up. And Moto and not. Well, it was just everything. I'm like, yeah. there's just different categories, right? And it doesn't have to be. I'm like, maybe we can open it up where it doesn't have to be old. It's like a guy's got a cool couch. He just puts it on there. You make your own account. You know, I didn't know how to. It's, it's funny. So crazy. I, I mean, we can still do it. You I'm know, really, yeah, we're going to sign an NDA yeah. on it. Let's I'm really. Uh, we'll cut that out, you guys. I relate to like what you're talking about with you're the Japanese. Well, I'm a rep, but working for HSS, yeah. right? You'd see the Japanese come in. Dude, like, and that was a huge part of the business. Yeah. And, you know, I, like, took it on. Yeah. Like, I started learning Japanese. I had a Japanese fucking roommate. No way. I went to Japan for HSS yeah. multiple times. Yeah. HSS had a store, right, in Osaka? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Did you, did, he, did you go with, like, AP and the crew, or was it just you? No, it was, the first time I went was me, Signs, Darren, and Pi. No way. We all went, and it was the craziest, funniest ass pie about the trip. Yeah. It was hilarious. I remember him telling me he went there. It was it was so fun. Yeah. Pie was over it. Like when, <laughs> He was over it like the second day. Well, Japan's People just... People were smoking and yeah. doing pie. Japan's yeah. like... And drinking. Drinking. Like, Japan's just crazy because like I, I remember going there, and we went to so Ch- crazy. Chiba the first time, and I'm like... Dude, where's the lights? Where's the mega screens? Where's yeah. the like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh, country. That's like Shibuya, that's Rapongi, that's yeah. all these other areas. And uh, that's, yeah, man. But it's it was always just, I was just like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And and I could just connect it all together, yeah. it felt like, you know? Well, it's funny how you are, are like, so you're a raw surfer, like, more niche kind of person, right? Like, yes, and and you've turned it unknowingly into yeah. like a business. a business. Yeah. Well, your hobbies, your, your passions, just open up doors to make and money. It's, and it's and it's not like I, I really. It's not a. It's it's a weird thing because it's like I never. It was never about the money, but it yeah. was like you can believe it, how it, much it really kind of like you think too. Like it was like what my dad said about just keeping your head down, doing something you love, but. Um, you know, and I kind of like, there went through a little bit of a time where like, I, you know, was, oh, what are you going to just get that and sell it? And I'd be like, okay, let's, let's think about this here. Like you own a shop or you own a store. Like, what do you do? You, you, buy, and you sell. buy this stuff for 50% less and you, you put it. But the worst part about that is it's like all remanufactured stuff. That's like really, you know, it's just like more of the same stuff. Like at least this stuff's like recycled. It's like old stuff that you're, you know, like, yeah, that's, and then, so I was always, more, was more nostalgic like, and like right. it has like personality and it's yeah. been, been there done that upcycled but upcycled like when you sure. know i just remember like at hurley like always trying to plug it, it was like flying under the radar like where you don't make enough money where they're like hey this guy's making six grand a month you know like what are we paying but it was like well dude you just did that photo shoot you put this art show on and you know 1500 people showed up and it cost the budget was 650 dollars you know, yeah. like we would do pretty cool factor. every Thursday night we'd yeah. do a skate night and it was like, it was like, they'd give me a credit card. I'd order like 30 pizzas from Pizza Hut. I'd like, they had a park there and I'd do like an open night skate night for everybody, you know? Yeah. And I did that for like three years there. Me and my <laughs> and, brother. And you're inviting all your friends and then other people show up. It was like, yeah, all my, all my friends would come. We'd skate night, crank music. And then like 
people would, and it was like Thursday night skate night, you know, and it was free pizza and drinks and yeah. all these different things. Like we, as Cycle Zombies started to kind of grow, you know, um, we were, we did like collabs and we started doing. We did a couple bike events there, and the bike events were like there's like thousands of people that showed up, and all of a sudden Cycle Zombies started to kind of grow more. And it was like we started making some T-shirts and hats, but that was like way after. It was like years after kind of doing it. And it was like all these things. All of a sudden, like this this company wanted to do a collab with Cycle Zombies and Scotty, or you know, and all these things kind of started to kind of like there was like little like tornadoes, you know, and yeah. uh, it was just kind of like wow. Because I always felt like, what am I going to do? Am I going to be a designer? Am I going to be this? Like to this day, when like you go somewhere with you know like a kids friends and they're like so what do you do <laughs> they're like oh my dad's in sacramento at a swap meet today and uh, and he's got to go next week and like shoot some photos for surfing and then he's gonna go to japan for this motorcycle event and he's so it's like it's so like to this day i'm just like god don't ask me that question you yeah. know like it's because it, it's just so different you yeah. know so it was always like just but this very different, but but in a sense, I know the parents are so intrigued and and, it and is, so but jealous. But then they're like, "Well, that's kind of they can't grasp." Yeah, they're like, "Wow, that's that's wild." It, it was just a weird, a, a, a weird like not weird for them, but I was like, you know, at tw- I got hit on a motorcycle like pretty bad. Oof. I crashed a couple times on bikes, you know. Like once I I bought a bike and I was ripping it down right in front of Huntington High School and the sissy bar went into the wheel like at 40 and I just high sided and went like sliding down and there's like people screaming at kids and I was just like, don't call the cops, I'm fine. <laughs> and then it was like I crashed another time pretty bad right by Taco Surf. Like a guy cut me off and I went, was going 60 and somehow my, my shoes blew off like 100 feet and I just snapped my middle finger. Had to have like four pins put in. I asked the doctor to amputate the finger. My finger was a compound fracture. I remember like Butler showed up and it was crazy, but um, yeah, that was like me and Lindsay were married now, you know, and it was like we didn't have kids yet. I was like twenty one. No, no, I wasn't. Taco surf on on PCH. On PCH. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. No, I was married. Yeah, I was married, and uh, but yeah, I had four pins put in. It was like six months, and that was like that was like the beginning of like remember fixed gear bicycles. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, but it, nobody, it was just on the cusp. They were like in San Francisco. So I started like making all these fixed gear bikes and just like selling them all. I was selling like two, three a day. And I was like, I was kind of into them for a minute, but I was like, there was, I'd go to the swap meet. And just it like, was such a wild craze. I would like yeah. buy like $20 road bikes yeah. and I just strip them down and make them single speeds. And I was like. It was like six months of like just buying and selling like fixed gear bikes and like we did. A, but I was still working for Hurley and like I yeah. go into design and yeah. like help out with that. Like I was just you'd shift gears. It was like stay ahead of the curve, you know. It so was, going back, you're 18. You get a contract with Hurley. Yeah. You, your dad fires you. Yeah. So what? Making this sound beautiful. <laughs> what What do you like? Like aspiring to be? Yeah. Like honestly, I was like. I want to do, like, do what you love, love what you do. Whoa, HSS! Seriously, you think about that. You know who came up with that? Who? Right here. Yours truly, bro. Did you? Yeah. You know who came up with Java Point? Who? Yours truly, bro. Lyndon. Well, see, I know. Now we're going to shine the light off J-Lo. Hey, J-Lo. His hand is not good enough. Off J-Lo Lyndon. And Lyndon was like, I remember going in with my dad, and he was like, oh, like, fired up and I was like you know there was no vibe going in there it wasn't like going into a shop where you're like oh I'm a kook I don't know these guys you know I don't hang out here always it was like 
you know, um, McGee, John McGee. John McGee. OG, yeah. right? Yeah. John he, McGee. He, he may have Warner, right? Well, John, no, John McGee was like... HSS Skate. HSS oh, Skate. Right. Yeah. But even before, he was like... I remember going in, and, and he was like... He just made you feel, feel like you are a part of the crew in there. When I was like little, you know? And yeah. I was like... so I just loved the shop from the get-go. Yeah. Now I'm like... Now I'm like been with the girl that her dad owns the shop, and it's like, you know, you're you're still... You're like in with them, but you're kind of... You know, like you're not like... I never, I've never worked there, but... Going to that saying, it was like, do what you love, love what you do. Like, I did not like cutting and threading pipe. That's what I did. My dad, you know, he ran a pipe vise, and I hated it. I just didn't like it, you know? You cut pipe, and you thread it, and you, it was oil. Now motorcycle oil. You never <laughs> could get away from oil my whole life. Yeah. But I always thought, like, I want to do something that I love to do. And it's like, you know, I heard a guy say, if you do something you love to do, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Hobie. You know, my, my dad, my dad says that too. Yeah, yeah quite, which I it's think. like I never want a nine to five, but you work twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days. It's like you never clock out. Yeah, yeah. But there's, there, there's no escaping. That's what made me like want to kind of like, I was like, I want to do a job. So I'm eighteen, and I'm like, I don't care. And Lindsay was very like, she was like, I'd rather live in a shack by the beach than a mansion somewhere else. You know, we were saving money to buy a house. And we, I remember helping my sister move out of a house in Seal Beach right off 14th Street, right down from Mahe, Toby's spot, you know? Yep. And I was like, this house is so sick. It was a two-bedroom, freestanding building. And I kind of told Lindsay, like, we were just like, to, you know, to our parents. I was like, oh, we're going to get married, then we're going to move in together, you know? So I seen this house, and I was like, this thing's sick. It was 1500 bucks, And I'm like, I can afford this. So I'm like, I'm, I'll take over the lease. She's like, I'll just leave the leave the laundry machine and I'll leave the fridge. She's like, I'll leave you the couch. I'm like, dude, this is perfect. So I called. This was so, so we, me and Lindsay wanted to get married seven 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 July seventh two thousand seven, and this was like February of two thousand seven. <laughs> I, I like call, the I like seven. So I, I, call, I call Lindsay up and I'm like, I'm gonna take over Jen's apartment or her her place, Jen and Brent's, you know. And uh, that's my sister, the 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 kid Brent, the yeah. jet ski at fourteen. Brent Watson. Brent Watson. Yeah. And so she, Lindsay's like, I'm moving in there, and and they're like, I don't know if like her mom, she was like, she was just like, she, she and she's like, well, we're gonna get married and then move in, move, you know, buy our house. I'm like, and the housing market was like crazy at that time. It was like crazy, crazy. It was like the house. We were like, we could afford a house of like five hundred grand. I was thinking, you know, and it was like houses were all in Huntington, like seven to eight hundred grand you crazy. know like a one bedroom studio was like 400 grand and um you know a lot of people were getting those adjustable loans at that time yeah so you know so i literally go hey let's get married on monday and she's what? like let's get married monday and this was like a thursday so i literally like how's that conversation go with your parents and her well, okay fast rewind i took um i'm like old school you know you gotta ask the yeah, father-in-law for yeah, sure for the for the thing so I set up a meeting with AP, did it somewhere classy, claim jumper, Brookers. <laughs> Not Captain Jack's, can slurge <laughs> favorite spot. Holy oh, shit. I'm a, I'm a claim jumper guy, you know? I love it. I remember to this day, like, I, I don't know if he, he thought I was going to, like, ask for a job or something, you know, but I was like, hey, can we meet up, like, next? This was, like, a This was before. This was, like, a year before. You got married. We, I got married, okay. but, uh, and can I'm not we, even. Can, we, not, can we go back one second, though? Yeah. How so, was that first pickup at her house? Well, you were already when I got my car. Yeah. I had like a, I failed my. First when, when did you first I, meet the? When did parents? Taylor have to stop coming on dates? Yeah, uh, I met I met Lindsay. You know, we started dating fifteen. I think it was like like a couple weeks of hanging out, maybe a week of hanging out when I went over there, 
and you know met the family and i was just like this it was like you know like it's just a really cool family i was like you know when you meet somebody you look at like like these people you have to be around you know like Cher was so nice Cher is she was just she was so nice she was like she was like do you want to go to savers i think she drove us to in and out in westminster you know and it was like that's where the love of in and out comes from you know and it was like we went there and i think she took us to savers and we like bought some like smelly clothes at savers when it was the old home depot right here off magdalena yeah and it was just really cool i met ap and he was just super cool was he cool uh, yeah he was cool no no attitude no no. he was i I mean it it was 20 it was 21 years ago it was just like really like you know my dad i had friends that would come over to the house and like i had a friend that would like never looked my dad in the eye and my dad was like get that kid out of here yeah that kid's a punk ass you yeah. know like he's like something's wrong with that kid why won't he look me in the eye <laughs> you know so my dad always so character my dad always raised me like you shake someone's hand you look in their eye like you res- you're in their house you respect them yeah. you know what i mean so that was always you know so and, you guys uh, hit it off so yeah and, and i remember like dude 15 like he took me and taylor on a surf like a mini surf trip like like, first time I went on a plane, he took us to Cabo. I went with, like, Rick Andino. No we went way. to Cabo. And it was rad. Like, I just never... Chad. Chad, Chad Andino. Dino. Yeah. Did Chad go? Or no, maybe Chad didn't. Maybe Shane, Shane. went. Shane okay. went. But um, he, like, kind of, like, all those surf trips. Like, my dad, we would go to, like, Santa. We'd go to, like, you But know, it's pretty rad if, you know... I never get on a plane, and I'm like, dude, they're, like, giving you food on this plane? Like, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so to, to do all that stuff at such a young age with somebody that, like, now I'm 36 and, like, we go on trips together and I'm just like, dude, this is so crazy. Like, my daughter's 12 now and, like, yeah. it's just but, so but, gnarly. But in AP's eyes, you know, you yeah. want your you want yeah. your kid to be I – mean, find somebody that's cool yeah. and happy, but surfing is going to be a huge bonus. Yeah. You know? But, but I'll be honest, like – he he was he was definitely like he was like your dad has a good business you know like he yeah. was like you know like that's a good business like you should stick to that and I was like I just love surfing you know yeah. and I was like in those eyes I think it was like this isn't like a stable job you know what I mean yeah this isn't but I was always like my dad's my dad was like you know he kind of came from nothing and he was like like you want something you have to earn it you know what I mean and that that's was always that yeah. was always my mentality of like. Dude, if I want a new car or I want something, like, I'm going to hustle and I'm going to do this, this, this to get it, you know? So it's kind of crazy because I didn't even think about what Pi would be thinking as you're sitting there at the table, like, you know, him knowing that you're like, well, he knew. You don't want to do the surf scene, dude. Yeah. 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 Well, (laughs) you know, he's going to ask her hand he didn't marry that, but yeah but from like he knew like i wanted to marry and like Lindsay wanted to marry me yeah. i mean we were like yeah it was a we, good deal. we didn't break up one time yeah there was actually one time where i think like we got some weird fight and, like i think i gave her like a toaster oven for christmas or something <laughs> and uh i don't know Keep what it, it was kitchen. maybe it was a I mean, it was a like a coffee machine or something and i remember like le- like leaving i told Cher like it's over it was like I think I smashed the toaster up into the middle of the street later. That but then like the next like she was just like I think kind of laughing. She was laughing because she was like the next morning we were like going to get a bagel and she was like you know yeah. Uh, but that was like the like crazy like the only time like never ever had like oh she's hanging Trump, out with this yeah. guy I'm hanging out never in our whole yeah. marriage like of that like I just. It's kind of crazy, but uh, maybe I'm scared that Lindsay will beat me up. But I don't know. <laughs> she probably could. But yeah, so then 
you know, like going like I remember the year before I asked an AP taking him out, went to claim jumper and just saying like I was like I'm going to do this. I've got this much money saved up. I'm moving into a place I could pay for this for two years, you know, like had everything. And he was just like, he was just like, dude, like you're golden. Like you, you like you, you've, you've got my blessing, you know, wow. like, like it was like not even like a question to him, which I was just so relieved. Yeah. You know, cause I kind of felt like maybe, you know, well, you, ha- you think you have these big shoes to fill. And, which and it is was like, different. You back, back then it wasn't yeah. like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like this like surfer. That's like, you know, you look at like Visla, all these companies that they're like paying guys six figures to like, you know, do a highline on a twin fin or something. You know what I mean? Like back then it was like nothing was like that, you know, like, oh yeah, I know who you are. You're that, you know, you're that, that, that guy that rides the weird board on Southside or, you know what I'm saying? It was just different. So I, th- I see, I see the questions he might, or, you know, like, yeah, I was just doing a lot of different stuff. I, I remember like people going like, dude, you're going to, you're going to have two years here at Hurley. Like you're not, you know, you got to figure something out after. I had friends that were like, "What are you gonna do your whole life?" Uh-huh. I was just like, "I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm not like." And that's okay. Yeah, that's I, okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. You know the the pressure of. Luckily, you didn't have that. Your dad gave you, "Hey, you can work for me, and you could at least have this yeah. guidance or whatever." But you know, here you are. You know, going, selling, buying. You know, and it was it was the, the hustle part the hustle. Of, of what you, your personality and what you do is. It's kind of like pleasantly surprising, yes. Yeah. Because like you're, you're like a, you know, like I said, a muse to Hurley, right? Yeah. And I what guess. I mean by muse is, I feel they, like it was they more get like inspiration the and like direction. Yeah. Like they, they, they. Paul Dude. knew that you were like, okay, he's a tastemaker. Yeah. He's a well, that, he's one of those that's cool Paul. kids that people want to aspire. Yeah, too. they know the logo. Right. They know the big boxes. What pays the bills? But they still gotta be. Yeah, they gotta have cool edge factor. Yeah, to yeah. for sure. And it yeah. was a thing of like you know, I mean, I ran, I ran that train for as long, and I mean, I was thirty two. Man, it was like four or five years ago, and I was like, it was kind of relieving one because it it was different at the end, yeah. you know. And it was like you know, Pato. I love Pato. Yeah. He, you know, Pato had like his crew of people, and I was like, he was. I remember once he called me, he was like. Hey man, you you gotta wear our wetsuits, you know. We we met with this, and I it was like, uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, Andy. He writes for Vans, not Andy. Um, Nebless. Grant. Grant. Oh, no- Grant Noble. Grant Noble. He was a skimboarder, right? Pre uh, pre serving, but he skim- He was like a good skimboarder, okay. and I, he was starting to work with Hurley, and and I remember Gilmet like, oh yeah, he said you don't wear our wetsuits, <laughs> or so he wants those suits that Scotty wears. They were the wetsuits we designed for. We had like a whole wetsuit line in Japan. They were Hurley Blacklist wetsuits. And they were like Yamamoto rubber premium wetsuits. Like they, they tried to sell them in here. They were $1,000 suits. They, they sold them at They were 1000 bucks or something. But like I'm still doing it to this day with Jimbo from Liquidor. Like to this day, we still run the Blacklist wetsuits in Japan. But black, I, remember, I remember... Blacklist is you. It's my thing. I mean, I run an Instagram too. Like it's, it's... I mean, I barely post. But we're still doing them. And it's like... There's three team riders in USA and it only sells in Japan. And uh, but that was the whole capsule we started to get it in Ron Herman. And Ron Herman bought like I don't know how many thousands of dollars. But I remember Pat calling me one day. He's like, "You got to wear the wetsuits, man." I'm like, "The Phantom suits?" I'm like, "The Blacklist is just like a different." It's it says Hurley. I'm like, "It's got Hurley branding on the arm, you know." But it's like, and he's like, "Oh, oh, I see. Okay, you know." <laughs> and, and so it was like, you know, so we get like. Uh... But a bunch it was of those for the rest of the team. It was like Evan Slater was there, and uh, I mean they gave they, they gave me some ads later. I got a couple Surfer Journal ads. 
It got like a, it got like a full like, you know, two back end. It was like Greenbush on a single fitted Hawaiian shirt. You know, wow. like I got, I got my ad. You know, <laughs> years later, but uh, it was like, it was just you, you had a, a separate line at Hurley. Yeah. For Japan. Yeah, and and like the team guy didn't even know that 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 wrote my contract up. <laughs> Well, you know, Pat, I, mean, I love Pat. I love no, Pat. Okay, wait, but you got to look at his wheelhouse. Yeah, like, his wheelhouse is like I get it. Yeah, Nichols. You yeah. know, like, and I, I golfed with Pat. I know. I mean, I got a couple bogeys. Yeah. One birdie. Yeah. Our <laughs> East Coast tour. Yeah. But Peter King, like, I link up with Peter King. Oh, like, PK's, P- PK's awesome. still like. I mean, PK's the man. You know, like, yeah. I got like so much. I we do these like rip my shred stick tours all in the East Coast. Yeah. You know, and all the, there's like such a cool family of people, you know, but we I would get like how cool Hurley was. Dude, Hurley was like. Well, they just, right? Like, again, like it wasn't somebody trying to be some, they had all the right people. You but know? it wasn't, all it wasn't these, Volcom. Or like, no. to me, I saw Volcom and I was like, that's a cool, like yeah. they were cool. They but, were, but again, they were crazy though. All like, the right, they had a cool thing. All going. the right people. Yes. And then they had... Ruka had their own they, thing. They had all these Volker different... Had their, it was like little tribes. You know what, you they know what had the kind of kills it? Or or I think kind of overshadowed what you guys were doing is just just being Nike. You know? Yeah. Like the Nike, Nike part Nike. of it. Well, so I used to... Right? Like, you know what I mean? Nike would be like true performance. And that was always the thing that was like the nail in my coffin where they'd be like... They were like... I'm like, you guys are making like spandex stuff. I'm like, I'm trying to make like a thicker pant that doesn't fall apart. Like you give me these phantom pants and like, I, I like go on my knees, work on a bike for like two seconds. I'm like, you know, like Paul was always like blue collar. Like he wanted to do this whole like North side blue collar, like grimy, like real, like raw, like, you know, like yeah. turn on the record full blast, like burnout. And which it's like, it, which if it's done right with it, it marketing, yeah. you could have had these veins. You could have had the, the Yeda Nichols and the Rob Machado and then this and then, yeah. but, um, but it, it just, it like kept, you know, it kept going. And then like the Nike thing, I was like, dude, I want to go back in time. You're trying to go this way. Yeah. That was the hard thing. You know, that was the hard thing, but I was like, it's a paycheck and there's so many cool people here. And, um, you know, like, I mean, it ran its course. Like, it's it was a rad thing, you know? And it, it was, like, just the relationships that it came from that and yeah. all that stuff. And then it was, like, I think that I think, I mean, I did that till I was 32, you know? And then it, so was, it was, like, after that, it was, like, game on, you know? There was so much, I felt like, more opportunity after that, you know? Yeah. That was, like, I could just kind of do whatever I wanted, you know, with brands. But then I was still building so you- motorcycles and all these different things were just... Like, I was like, you know, but to back it up, we moved it. When me and Lindsay, we got married on the Monday. We got married at the courthouse. And Santa, and Santa, 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 no. And okay. who who was at the courthouse? Like, who was there? Like, what it was AP, Cher, so Ashlyn. So Thursday five. to Monday, you're talking. Yeah, it was three. three, it, was three this, it was Ashlyn, Cher, AP, and it was my mom and dad. And Lindsay's like, me and her are so opposite. She like wants, like. She's just like, do not look at me. Don't talk to me. She's so quiet, you know? And then I'm just like, yeah, what's up? Like, you know this, you know what I mean? Like, um, and so like she gets, she's just like, a wedding would be my worst nightmare, you know? Like she was like having <laughs> a hard time people. standing. And I'm not even going to say how I proposed because it was like the worst way ever. I just thought it would be a good idea, but it wasn't. We're not even going to go there. But I kind of like tried breaking up with her as a joke and then proposing to her. It was like, you got nothing <laughs> for Christmas. Surprise, you get a good Christmas present. <laughs> And I did at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> this guy. I love the Cheesecake it's Factory. It's so good. Yeah. It's I'm literally a scene out of Step Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
to this day, I regret it. Did you guys have a uh, so ceremony? But no. So we got married at the courthouse, yeah. and I, and we were just like so stoked to like have our own place and like be married. And it was kind of like I mean I was kind of we were kind of bummed because we didn't buy a house. Like that was our goal. Like we were just like saving, 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 saving to buy a house. We were like it's never gonna happen. You know, like I just was always like, oh man, to rent, just throwing your money away. Right. You know, like I was like, do we buy like a sick motorhome and like find a spot off like Newland? Cause at least that way we're like kind of, we kind of own something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those spots off of a PCH. Where everybody Newland. else is, they get their, their $200 state pass and then they. No, 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 not like that. I'm saying by behind river jetties, like the permanents. Oh, one of those. The, the real trailer. Park. Oh, yeah. like one of those. Yeah, where you're like doing math with the boys at 4 a.m. <laughs> and then you're, you're paddling out at 6.30. But so we moved into Seal and we lived there like three years, you know. She was working Java Point and um, I was like surfing for Hurley, traveling a bit. Film, I was doing like video stuff, you know, like filming video stuff, shortboard, longboard and building motorcycles and going to swap meets and just like we were like kind of like doing dual income stuff, you know. And then... uh I remember, dude, I got smoked on my motorcycle. I finished this Triumph, 64 Triumph up. I was going to meet my dad. My, so my parents moved the, when I was 15, like the first year of hanging out with Lindsay. They moved at the opposite end of Lindsay's parents' track. So we were like two ends of the, like, the track, you know? Wow. So it's so cool because like super close, you know? And then... Um, just by chance. By chance. Like they just... That's like, so Dad crazy. found this house and it was like he bought it, you know, and uh, my parents and we lived there and then... Um, but I was riding over and it was right behind like kind of their house, my parents' house, and this lady just pulled out. It was like a car here and a car here and the lady pulled out and did a U-turn. And I already crashed a couple times and it's just you get this weird feeling like if you've ever been doing something like snowboarding or whatever and you crash bad, you're just like, this isn't normal. Like especially on a motorcycle when you're like, you, it's like everything goes slow-mo, your tire's skidding, you hit the car, it's just like that out-of-body experience, you know, and I woke up on the other side of the street. It was bad. I broke both legs, my pelvis, my tailbone, a couple, couple ribs. I just remember they're laying How on How fast the, were you going? I, I was only going like 35, 40. Helmet? Helmet, yeah. 35 it, miles an hour? 30 or broke both four. legs? And Maybe 40. 40, because it, it was like, um, I mean, going 40 Two, into, a, into the side of a BMW. Like, I mean, there's a hole in the side, and I woke up on the other side of the street, and I just remember, I saw... When you're riding, you'll watch wheels like on the car. Like if you see a car, you're like their wheels are rolling and you're like, they're moving, you know? And I just remember seeing her. She was talking to this car like this and she pulled out and then did a U-turn while she was on the phone. And this was, I was 21. So it was 15 years ago, about 16, 15, 16 years just ago. Just after you got married? So, so first year I got pulled on a stretcher. I remember Lindsay was there. Cher was there. They heard all these ambulances and Lindsay knew I was coming over. My mom was there. The lady that hit me was a real estate lady. Um, it was crazy. It's crazy. Ready for this? They were doing, they were doing their Thursday tour of their houses. You know mm -hmm. real estate? Do you do yeah. some real estate? Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Doing. Yeah. Stanfield. Well, Stanfield Real Estate. <laughs> I don't know if Stanfield's listening, if he listens to the podcast. But it's a Thursday, and I remember seeing his car. It was a little broker preview. It was a black suburban broker. Yeah. So she pulled out, and it was like, it was like you know, cops were there, police report. I'm in the hospital, ICU, seven days. Like, I had my saturation levels were all messed up. It was just crazy. When I went home. Internal bleeding and stuff, or? No, it was just like pelvis like the handlebars broke right here my pelvis was broken i had like three bones in one foot so it was like no weight bearing laying on your back for like yeah four weeks Ugh. three weeks it's my one year anniversary 
you know? I mean, Lindsay was wiping my butt at one year anniversary. Oh. Yeah. And that's anyways, a true love, right? That's how you get really close. That's true oh, love. That's true yeah. love. Yeah. We did it backwards. Usually, you do that when you're like 80. Yeah. So I was like, fuck. She was like, that's, you're a keeper. That's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I had to move back because like our house had like three steps. I was like living back. It was like you know like with people, and then you know it took a long time to kind of recover. You know, like I, I was just like, so I thought like I was just like, man, am I ever gonna be better? And I recovered kind of like six five months. I was like fully back six months maybe. That's I don't so know. fucking quick but it was um being young and skateboarding i feel like you know you learn how to crash and you don't a little drink bit and you don't do you remember like landing and then just getting no I, rem- I remember i remember hitting the bars hitting it and then waking up on the other side of the street holding my legs my legs just hurt and i was like i was like not i was just like whimpering kind of i was like oh you know and i remember the lady over me and she was crying and i don't like I'm not like, you know, I'm not like a guy that cusses people up, but I was just like, I think I call her a biatch. I was like, I was like, I was like, why are you crying? You know, like, I was just like, you, I was like, you hit me. And I was just like, I just wanted her out of my face, you know, because yeah. I was just like, like, I was just like, why did you do this? Like, you saw me, you know what I mean? And she just, and she did the craziest thing, man. Like, like, <clears throat> fast forward, way forward. There was an open house, and she and her name was Liz Noriega. Dude, this is gnarly, but she had an open house, and we lived down the street from this open house. I lived like kind of like behind the wetlands area now, and there was an open house, and I'm like, let's go in there, because she never called and like never checked in or anything. And then I got no. a little bit of money, you know, okay. like I got money. It's like I was gonna ask that. We got it. We got a house. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't get much money. It was twenty two million eight hundred thousand. <laughs> it was a little bit. No, no, no. It wasn't. It was like. We got we got a new house. Hey, I'm gonna tell we you. We got a new sponsor hey, for the podcast. It was my, my medical bills. Out, I was like, I think they. I think he, it was like you know like, it's like a hair like eighty ninety grand. I'll be honest. I'm gonna just but, tell but you. Medical bills were eighty. No, no, no. They, so that was covered. I think I like I walked with like eighty or ninety. And what I did is I just put that all in my savings. You know, put it all in my savings. You you, know? you walked with eighty eighty or ninety grand. Yeah, okay. and that was like at that time I was like. It's a nice like, little chunk, but, but it wasn't. It wasn't like that. not five for that, not for death. Five almost. months, yeah, like, and it was. It was like of your wife wiping your butt and being being married. Yeah, five but, months of rehab, but now it was like you know, I was twenty three now, and the market crashed like crazy. You know, the housing market crashed. It was like you know everybody was losing their homes because of the adjustable. You know, and I, and th- we found this house like kind of where we both kind of grew up and liked, and it was already had an offer in on it. It was a bank owned, and it was like. I don't know, it was like $520,000 or something. I was like, we could maybe do this, but it was a backup. And we were the backup offer on this house for six months. And like, finally our guy that we had, he was like, a, I don't even know, really crappy. He was like a loan dude, real estate. I know. You, you, Jay Larson, if you're selling a house, you, you got to hook me up, bro. I'll hook you up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. J-Lo got so, you on low price. So we snuck, we got into this house and it was just like, boom, like the craziest thing ever. And it was like, it was just like, it was like, just, it was meant to be, man. It was like, a, it was like a God thing or something. It was like a five bedroom, single story. It had an addition. Five bedroom? Yeah. It was like a three bedroom that they did this See, weird bathroom. Like, you got to have at least four kids because that five So bedrooms. me and Lindsay yeah. wanted to have 10 kids. We were like 10, 20 kids. Like, let's have a <laughs> stupid amount that like, you go to a restaurant, people are bummed, you know, like we're that family. Like, and, and it was like, you know, like you, you're getting the banquet room. <laughs> And nobody's getting drinks. No one's getting drinks. We're all getting waters. We're getting like one appetizer. Can we get some more bread? Can we get some more bread, please? Salad chips. Salad bar. One plate. (laughs) Okay, you're taking first shift. Now it's Olive Garden because all you can eat breadsticks. Yeah. 
So Hogard still around? I don't know. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. I think someone found a rat tail and went bankrupt. But. So five bedroom. Well, it was a three bedroom. It did an addition, yeah. you know, and it was like just so we got the house and it was like I, I had a garage and seal and it was when we moved in it was like I had like ten motorcycles, you know, old choppers, Harleys, and I was like, forget the house. Like my dad, like new water heater, we drywalled the thing, like. He made like, he like built surf racks. I just had tons of boards like dial. Cause my garage was huge. Like at seal, it was like a two and a half car deep. So like the garage was just like, boom. It was like the craziest garage looking. And the house is like empty, you know? And neighbors are like, uh, uh. They, and it found out it was a grow house. They pulled a hundred pounds of weed out of the house. That's right. That you bought? Months? That we bought. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it took six months to go through. Took six uh, months. Yeah. So it was a grow house. It was a grow house. So first two twenty wired everywhere. <laughs> the garage, the garage had a generator before us, and it had a vent. So I'm like, okay, look, you had the you had the, um, the Vietnamese gangsters that were gonna spray up your house. Now you've got a guy that's yeah. you know I grew up around here. I got motorcycles. You know, I'm not afraid to. But I, I was like, I'm not gonna. We weren't raging. It wasn't like we were having you know. But, yeah. So that was uh dis. I don't know. That was December when I was 21, 23, we bought the house. And two months later, Lindsay gets pregnant. So it was just like all happening. We never, we were trying to have kids from the beginning too. But it was just crazy. Just, I was always like, I think I'd like to like own a house before we have kids. Yeah. And it just happened. That's the dream, right? Yeah. White picket fence, you know, well, it, it, it was, but, but it yeah. wasn't. Cause I was like, no, no, no. Like we're going to have like dead grass, you know, like we're not going to have green grass. Now I'm like, our grass is the greatest. I'm that guy. I've yeah. converted. I pay taxes. Yeah. I pay taxes. I do it all. You know, I... I uh, you're, you're, you're part of the... You I'm know. part of the... Yeah. You're legit. I'm you're legit. legit. So we had a kid and then we had another kid after that, like six months after. We had Rosie. <laughs> and I remember we were in Hawaii and Lindsay's like, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, Rosie's six months old. You can't get pregnant. This can't happen. I was homeschooled. Didn't really have a lot of sex yet. You know, didn't really... <laughs> <laughs> really, well, we just got done having this one. We just had Rosie. The body, the body just had to go through like, okay, this so, is what it, It's like if you, if you had kids that are really close, they're like best friends. They're like yeah. in there. So Rosie's 12 now. Izzy's 11. We had another girl, Goldie. She's Rosie, 10. Izzy, Izzy, and Goldie. Goldie. And Sid. And Sid. So then we had three girls. And I'm like, I'm content. I've got three kids. I'm content. And my friends, oh, you got girls. And I was like, I, they're they're like little workers. They like make breakfast. They they're like they're like you want coffee? I'll make coffee. You know, like they're, they're like, like super. They're like little they're, they're awesome. like little homesteaders. You know, they're just like they're like you know so they love right. like making stuff and like you know like they're they're like love language to me is just like you know we like, know we know we both yeah. have girls yeah we, we get make, it. you know so they so then after three girls Lindsay's like let's try it let's have another kid and I'm like. We're gonna have like triplet girls, like you know. I don't know. We 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 had an we had another kid, and I, she got pregnant. And then um, I was like, wow, four kids is a lot. And now we're like, yeah, I don't know about ten kids because four kids is a yeah. lot. They're starting. You can't. You can only feed kids cat food for so long. <laughs> then they start figuring out what real food is. You gotta you know, advance it up. And then yeah, uh, we gotta homeschool them so no one they, yeah. they can't find yeah. out about yeah, real we got food. The, we have the basement, one weight entry, you know. <laughs> So I came back from Japan and I remember walking up, you know, burnt out, like a 22 hour flight or whatever. And she's like, she's sitting on the porch with this little like picture. And it's funny because I put security cameras at the house. So I have this footage forever. And it's oh, like, awesome. she's just holding it up. And I'm like, what is that? And she's like, I went to the doctors. And she's like, we're having a boy. And I was just like, 
dude, I'm like, I can cry right now. But I just remember like picking her up, like just hugging her. I'm like, oh my gosh, like so wild. You know, like I'm tearing up. I'm getting. I watch the Notebook. I'll cry. You know. Oh. <laughs> but but I mean, then sink as a as a man. You know you you know there's just something yeah. in our DNA that you know wants to have a boy. But then but once you have a but you don't. That's that's what we're programmed. And then you yeah. have a girl, and you're like, yeah. I don't need anything else. Like I, I have a healthy kid, and the girls are Th- so. That's it. Just having like eat. When you go and you're you're like you you see that kid come out, and it's like the craziest thing ever, and you're like, oh my gosh. Like, that's when you go and hug all your parents and grandparents, and you're just like, I know what life. That's really that's about. what it, it is. And I remember going on trips with like Mitch Absher is a good buddy of mine. He started Captain Finn. Yeah. We travel everywhere, and he's like, man, I want to get home. I miss my kid, Indian Rivers, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like the kids, like. <laughs> I don't know. Your kid sucks. Like, you know, like, it's the way you think. And then you have kids. It's like people who have dogs. They don't have kids. And they're like, look at this dog. My dog's so cool. And you're like, your dog sucks. You know, like, have a kid. And then, like, it's it's the, the it's magnetized. It, like, yeah. Yeah. You're, the love nephews, for, nieces, whatever. You're like, oh, I, I, yeah. I get it. They're, they're, yeah. you're, you're connected. I get it. You and that's so amazing. Cool. And you're like, that is nothing compared, yeah, compared to the dog of the kid and, and, and you love them all yeah, as your just, kids get older you're just like i'm just like dude I, I don't need friends now my kids are my friends and they can't leave me for 18 more years <laughs> so i mean today i was like with sid like now sid's five and he's like they're always the girls are like take sid dad take him take sid you know and sid is like the kid from he's just like you know He's he's just like a boy. He's just like a boy that's just like dirt clawed car. Boom, you know. He's like the boy I've always wanted. Which, which again goes through the the DNA of like he, we're so wired different. He's and like, like and, and it's it's funny because I know people that are like, oh yeah, like friends that skate and they're like, my kids don't like skate. They're into like you know this or that. And I'm like, I never push the kids. I'm just like, I'm going surfing. I'm gonna gonna neglect you on the beach with the board, you know. And then they grab it and they gravitate towards it. Now it's like. Like Sid's just like, oh, I want to skate. I want to, you know, surf. He wants to make weapons in the, in the, you know, like the girls are gardening. Sid's making weapons, you know. He's like, <laughs> made a sick weapon today. He's like, it's starting a bonfire. Yeah, he's like all about, you know. I mean, I know. Been pretty hot on the on the tweaker topic on Huntington Beach tweaker. So he's picked up a little bit of that. He's, he's really into like different situations that tweakers get in his way <laughs> different maneuvers he could throw at him it's good though we don't got... you have a, a cool little ramp yeah so ramp in your that's driveway? when world war three started in the neighborhood of hey i got one of those got ramps. no but he's got a built-in see, yours is wood. cement yes yeah, but it's loud and see yeah. what's up Lindsay? i think i was like my 24th birthday or something or i don't know but she like she like threw me a surprise party and I, I just like to be grumpy on my birthday. I don't know why, it's just what I do. I just get mad on my birthday. But she on my birthday, she threw me a surprise birthday, like invited all these friends like she doesn't even really know. Like and then like she got me like two like five foot uh, wood quarter pipes. And it was sick. just like go 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 go. And I was like, this is sick, you know. I own my house. You I can do whatever, whatever I want. I want. Yeah. yeah, I mean I could grow hundred pounds of weed. That's what you had before. And um, I could start a band. Can you have a band? You I know? have a band room. Yeah, I've got a band room, and uh, I mean, we only practice between two and five a.m. <laughs> and it's just drop D. It's like you know heavy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, but so we had the wood ramps, and then I was like, I want to redo the driveway. And then I had a friend, Rick Carr, he's like an old HB guy. He built like all the old vans, parks, and stuff. And he came by. He's like, Oh, we could do the driveway for like concrete used to be cheap you know he's like whatever it was like four grand i'm like what if we did a quarter pipe cement and he's like oh dude we could do one so then the idea starts growing and i'm like it was, was going to be like this wide a quarter pipe this high and then i'm like let's go 10 feet long 
but two and a half feet tall, like the Vulcan Park, the quick quarter pipe. Yeah, it's I like to, I need to have a grind. Yeah, yeah so and then I'm like, I gotta have one over here. That's like a little tombstone to come back to this way. And then like you know, some neighbors started getting pretty bummed, you know, because Carge was like, hey, I'm gonna fit you in in between jobs so I keep the price down. And then the city started coming out. And then I was like, I just called Rick and Dino because Rick, homie Rick's, uh, he, yeah. and he came yeah. over and he just wanted to talk all the stories. But he's like, yeah, you gotta pull it off the wall and this and that. And, Things got kind of crazy. I'm just gonna say that because yeah, um, it got it got pretty crazy. People might be listening, but it, yeah. was it Rick got able to help you though. He just he just was he, like he very. Was, he was Rick yeah. was like clear. Book. Rick yeah. was clear. He was just yeah. like, hey, for every foot high you go, you got to go off the wall, and then it's your property. And then uh, we we just did it, you know. And it was like another thing, man. This is like AP. He's gone to the city a million times. He knows how it works, and he's like, dude, this is what you believe in. This is what you're about. Like I back you if you if you need. If you need help going to the city, if anything does get weird further later, yeah. where people are trying to get this ripped out, like this is your property, you know, like you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a simple keeping the kids off the screen and off the TV. Yeah. Off yeah. The and I mean, it's, and... it's been there like six, seven years now, or something. Maybe, no, maybe eight or nine years now. And like to this day, like we still like skate the front yard all the time. It's like the thing that's kept me like, you know, like it just like a couple five o grinds and like even Sid now, it's like he's. It's like having that, like, you know, right in your front yard. It's just, yeah. it's right there. And so it just keeps them on it. And um, so I got a full, like, little skate park in the driveway. I got four rats, kids just, you know, and... Um, so awesome. It's, yeah, man, it's just crazy to think, you know. Now now I've, I've got a shop space, which is Cycle Zombies. It's right off Gothard. And uh, we do some apparel stuff, building bikes in there. And it's, I have one guy, my buddy Kyoski, this Japanese kid, he helps me in there and um, do a lot of sales to Japan, sell a lot of bikes over there. Like before they're even finished, they're sold sometimes, yeah. you know? That is wild. So is you that a niche? What, yeah, what is your... So it's like, if you're like, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, I, I like to surf and like, I wake up and I like hang with the kids for a couple hours. We throw dirt clods of cars over the wall. <laughs> no. And then... uh. I go surf and I go to the shop and work on bikes or it's like, if it's not working on bikes, it's like, I'm still like surfing and like work with like five different brands that still pay me work with like uppercut deluxe, electric eyewear, stance socks, kind of in between board things right now. But I'm working with the guy at this company who's like all these different things, still do my wetsuits in Japan, blacklist. Is it all uh, Scotty or is it like, no, that's like, brand. that's like me. And then. Cycle zombies. Cycle zombies. Cycle zombies is just me now. My dad's like it was like a weird thing. Like the whole family kind of started it, and everybody's just kind of done their own thing now, and it's all kind of left on uh, my shoulders. Which, you know, if you were to like just Google it, you'd be like, "This is huge." But, um, you know, it's it's a lot. You know, like running a brand, it's a lot of work. Yeah. But I kind of feel like the the worse job I do with it, the better it grows. It's very like. <laughs> Like I feel like kind of. Well, like you're creating you're, you're you're creating the demand by not creating demand. Yeah, you're just kind it's of kind of like, like I mean, you got all these other brands that were like Deus and these things where it's like, I mean, those dudes. I remember when first started it and they came up and showed me in Turkey like, dude, we built we're gonna do this brand and they had this whole like lookbook wall of like stuff of us. And we were kind of flattered and then fast forward like six years, you're like Deus. Yeah, you're kinda, like oh, we just never like brought in an investor, brought in people that knew what they were doing. We were like. Going to Japan for an event, we'd like sell out of 150 t-shirts in a couple hours. And then we were just like, oh, 40 bucks, we'll stencil whatever you give us. And we were like, you know, like, man, we made 10 grand today in this event. That's killer, you know? Like, yeah. but 
I mean, that's kind of like my, I feel like I really need to kind of focus on that stuff, but I like to do what I like to do. That's yeah. the thing. Like I don't on like, your timeline and not feel pressured and like having to be exactly big corporate. Biz. Exactly, but I, I I like to I love finding stuff. You know, like I love building bikes, finding stuff, and like through the bikes, it's crazy, man. Because it's like that whole sub pop culture of like surfing, music, money, motorcycles. Yeah. Like it's just opened up so many different doors and relationships, and you know, it's like well, you you've created a niche for yourself that's like surfing and art and 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 motorcycles it's like it's such a a unique way to have a hobby yeah make a living at it but even even from like the beginning of, of like buying these boards and having these like collectors that, that or people was, coming yeah. and, and you're not catering to the joe schmo you're caring to people that like have an eye they have they have a they they have have big passion. they have that but they have a and a they deep have pocket money. same that yeah, yeah. so th- now you're you're taking that knowledge of what you're doing from the swap me with your boards yeah. and everything. And now you're doing it on the bike side, which is just another circle of people with money that have the same passions. And it was, Crazy. it was kind of like too, like taking it from one platform to another, you know? And it's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's been a, it's been like, I always think back, like going all over. I mean, we've been to like Indonesia, Germany, France, all these different things through motorcycles and it was always surfing. Now it's kind of funny because it went to bikes. And now I'm like, man, I just want to go back to Japan to like surf all those rad spots, you know. But I go every year for like this a couple big bike events, you know. And um, it kind of all like like you know doing collaborations with like whatever brands you're working with. Yeah. It's like it, it kind of ties it all back, you know. Like been with Electric forever, you know. And like we just got a buddy of mine, you know, doing a rad collection with Jason Momoa. He's oh, like a, he's a buddy of mine. He's got like five. I think he's got five bikes, CZ Cycle Zombies bikes. Um, How did you meet him? Through electric or through... No, dude, it was like just kind of... I had a friend, Jeremiah, from Arizona. He had a company, Love Cycles, and he had built him a couple bikes. And uh, I met him randomly at an event, um, Inspiration, the show in L.A. And uh, my buddy Rin Tanaka puts on. It's kind of like a agenda, Rose Bowl, like high-end, like Mm, vintage thing. I heard of that. But I've done it every year, 14 years, and, like, putting bikes in there on display for them in the front and then having, like, booths in the back with just basically if, like, my shop just kind of threw up against the wall, it's like, there it is, you know, and people shop and buy stuff. And then he, he saw a bike there, and then we kind of – he hit me up on Instagram, and um, he ended up buying a couple bikes – or he bought a bike. And literally, I dropped it off in, in a, like, banning area. He was shooting some stuff out there, and we just rode around all day, and I'm like – kind of just had mutual friends you know and yeah. uh and he was a like for two right he's a surfer like you know um just like a real person yeah you know like like you got people like i've met and you're like you live on a different planet you know this dude's like nitty-gritty like i mean we've been friends now five years and like you know he's he's just like at the shop passes out sleeps on the ground you know <laughs> like real deal like doesn't doesn't need much like eating cold cold hamburgers like the, yeah. You know, we were. I was just in a real person. Yeah, doesn't yeah, real doesn't person. need the yeah the flow. So like, I mean, like that was. Um, he's just. I mean, he's a he's like a rad dude. He's like, dude, you're doing stuff with them. Like my boys in Hawaii are doing stuff with them. This is a cool a cool fit. You know what I mean? And like through, he called me one day and goes, hey, my buddy needs a bike. And uh, I'm like, oh yeah, like you know. And he goes, yeah, it's Lenny Kravitz. I'm like, I'm like all right, <laughs> I know that guy. So, I've heard of that guy. So, my so, buddy. So, yeah, it was like, this was a few years ago. This was right before COVID. And so he was like, uh, Lenny calls me one day and he's just like super cool. 
And, and you know, you're just like, like, man, like, let me build a bike how I want to build it. You know, I go, I don't want to, like, you're playing music, like, you've got the right, you know, you've got like a vintage, uh, you know, 60 something tele guitar, Fender, Twin River Bamp. You've got like, you know, you know, you got a yellow tab, bell bottom, Levi. Like, you're, that's every, your, everything right. is there. I go, imagine a bike like that, and then all of a sudden, one thing's out of place. Like, so we stayed, in, we, I built him a bike, and then COVID hit, and I was like, dude, no worries. I'll just hang on to it. And, I had this other bike he wanted, and Chip Wilson ended up buying it from me. And then he wanted a Sportster for the Bahamas. So I built him this like early '67 XLH Sportster, shipped to the Bahamas, and then just like this crazy thing, like Jay's filming the show that we basically tied in with that bike for Lenny. So we shot it at the garage, and we ended up giving it to Lenny like I don't know a while back, and it's like some show he's doing for Discovery Channel. So that'll it's pretty rad because the whole family's involved with it. Like skating at the house, like surfing with yeah. me and Sid. Like it's, I saw the thing. Like it's just so cool. So and that's crazy. like all you think about it. It's like all from like surfing. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. And like all that stuff. You know, it's like um, just like a really like I don't know. It's it's kind of just like follow, following your dream a little bit. I know it sounds but, cheesy, but it's it's like everybody we're, like I always say it's like we're, everybody's equal in life man like we're all just the same person just wired differently you know yeah. so if this person's up here you know I don't know but just to take something from one platform and have it here you know it's like Instagram's a pretty cool thing it's it's kind of like a tool you could you know cut your arm off or you could build a house with it you know what I mean yeah. where people that's how people communicate like I can't tell you how many jobs like I've gotten just through Instagram where they're like oh hey this is this like you know um, it's 2022. Yeah. I want an interracial family for the photo shoot. My wife, you know, we bring it together. I mean, you're a marketable person now. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Right? I've always been. Bad. I know. Yeah. I know. We have to cut that out. Sorry. But, One edit. but no, it, it's fascinating that, you know, you, you've got these high caliber celebrities with like deep pockets and they could just go buy the, the, the coolest yeah. guy that has a show on, you know, history channel or, you know, yeah, like yeah. whatever and buy a bike from them. But they're like, you know what? I want to support the small guy, but yet they're putting out killer pieces, and it's something that his other rich buddies or the other people yeah. that are affiliated don't get. You know, it's, like it's, it's, it's not. It's not always like about people think it's always about the money. Like I had this green pickup truck forever. Like I'd always have that green pickup truck, and I had it for like seven years. And and he wanted the truck, Jay, and I was like, it's not for four years. I told him it wasn't for sale. And finally, I'm like, and now the truck sits. It sits in. It sits on the North Shore, and he's like, it's just like truck over there, you yeah. know, and it's. It's cool to see, like, kind of, like, see your stuff be, like, you know, used in different ways and stuff. And it's, I don't know. I, I get stoked on the story, you know, yeah. like, the Shroff's, the Shroff surfboard story. And it's, like, I don't know. It's Those things kind of live inside of people and they think about it. And it's, like, um, and that kind of goes to, like, the hustle of finding stuff where it's, like, the, the I think, like, now, too, with, like, like, what do you do? It's kind of, like... You've got this like Rolodex, right, of relationships and friends and contacts and connections, and it's kind of like connecting the dots in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, kind of like, I mean, really, like, it's fun to build stuff with people in not a cheesy way and, like, see how you can kind of, like, it's like a puzzle. Like, this goes over here, this goes over here, this goes over here, you know? Yeah. It and to be able to support your family and, like, stay afloat, like... Yeah. I don't know. I'm always like, when's the train going to stop? And I'm going to have to start working on the train. But it seems like you have a good sense of like your own 
vibe, your own personality, your own aesthetics, and then you see these other people come in, like a Lenny Kravitz, you're like, look, I, I know what you're about. I know what you like. I know your steez. Let me yeah, kind of like... And just to be real with them, be like, yeah. dude, you want something cool? Yeah. Like, yeah. this will be like... this. Like, is, let me know. put my twist on yeah. what... And if you don't like it, then cool, I could probably sell it to somebody else. Like, yeah, and, and, and that's always kind of been the thing. I mean, like, J- Japan's always like... I, I love... I mean, Japan, they're just like... When they buy something, they buy this... They like fix everything. They make it. They're just like Perfect. this is this yeah. is it. Yeah. And they and they they like revolve their life around it. All of a sudden, you're like, man. They're like so people are like oh you like sold the bike out of the country. And I'm like, dude, this person like I've sold a I sold a bike over there like 15 years ago. And this guy still has it and rides it every day and takes care of it, fixes it, and the maintenance. And I'm like, that was 15 years ago. Yeah, like, it's funny how like the collectors. Yeah, well, just it people in general that. Are like that they take pride in, in what they have yeah and you know they'll spend the money for it and they'll take care of it until their dying day totally totally but the, it's so funny to hear you talk about because you're a homeschooled fucking kid from yeah I'm a moron <laughs> to be not a Mormon because you, you have know, four kids or not from a family of seven yeah you only <laughs> have four kids bro hey, my parents <laughs> just, my parents just moved to Utah I don't know oh moment. no my dad, I don't know. He's got. He's got. Uh, we, we see where their favorite is. Your yes. sister, huh? Yeah. They want to go live next well. to. Your <laughs> no, but it's just so interesting because, like, because you are. If if someone if someone like walked up to you, and they look at you, and you're like, this dude's pretty. You know, he's pretty fucking scrap. What are you gonna say? I'm waiting for it. No, it's it's a compliment. <laughs> you're, you're, you've got style. You've got, you got a uh, a certain air of like, hey. I'm comfortable of what I do, and you know what I mean. Well, and that's like, that's kind of like I feel like that's your gift. I, I don't like. I mean, just like what do you like? You don't bend do you, over what, and like. What, what do you like when they're like? What do you do? It's like oh, like I remember somebody going like, "Man, you got you got ten motorcycles in your garage, and you know, like twenty surfboards. Like you don't you don't leave at eight. You know, and they're upset about something that maybe was you know the yeah. And I'm like, and they were like this. this I think he said to me, he's like, he's like, this shit isn't right. And I'm like, yeah, man, you're right. I'm not right. I'm not right. I go, <laughs> me and Lindsay are 26 years old. We got two kids. I'm like, I have 10 motorcycles in the garage, like 100 surfboards on the wall. Like, you're right, man. Like, I don't work a real job. Like, I, you know, I'll probably have five more motorcycles in a couple days. Like, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? But it's it's kind of like it's hard for know. people to grasp that. Yeah. Though, you normal's know? not fun always, right? No, not at all. Like I mean, you I try not to be normal hey, every we day. Could take, we could take the truck over to Edison Lot and just rip some burnouts and break <laughs> break out a little bit. Yeah, Edison Park. Let's go. <laughs> no, but it's uh, it's refreshing to hear like. But there, it is, and lately, like I mean, I've I've kind of felt more and more like, just I don't know, like um, I just kind of feel like like. You know, there's been a few things like lately that have come up where I'm like, man, I really feel like taking more risk with building things or growing stuff. It was like no risk, no reward. You know what I mean? Like, definitely. Like, I don't know. My wife's very positive. She's like, you know, if I start being negative at all, she's like, you're being negative. Like, you got to look at the glass half full versus half empty. You got something to drink. And you you got to take calculated risks. You know, there's risk taking and there's dumb, dumb risk. And there's, there's risks that, you know, most often not it's going to turn out because it's in line with other risks you've done before and have proven, you know, that they're success. Some of the the greatest things that have come out, you know, companies, brands, businesses, they've come from 
you know, the 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 deepest depressions or recessions yeah. of, of oh man economies. So, I was it's it's like you kind of look at where we're at now, like what's ahead. It's yeah. kind of exciting because you're like it's kind of like a turn of the page a little bit. You know, like not exciting for everybody, but kind of like I don't know. I just see it as like survival of the fittest. There is. Happy. I mean, when when COVID, like when COVID kind of hit, you know, the COVID stuff, and uh, I remember like I had contracts with all these people, and it was like literally phone call after phone call, like can't yeah. pay you, can't. Pay. I'm like, I got a contract with you, and they're like, oh, it's can't pay you, and um, I just right away thought like the quicker I could get back on my feet running is the quicker I could get ahead, yeah. you know, yeah. and. So I was just like, I mean, that year for me was a better year than I've ever had before because I just went to like all of my guys in Japan that were coming over here buying bikes, buying parts, buying all this stuff. They couldn't come over here. So I just facilitated all those guys in the sense of like, I could pick it up. I could do like, I mean, it was crazy, you know, and um, there's a lot of opportunity, I think, for people like once retail opened back up after whatever, like it was pretty like, whoa, what's it's going the, on? It's the, it was the biggest years in action sports surf yeah. history yeah it's crazy. so then we think it's like oh sales are like 30 40 percent down where it's like well they were like 80 percent up that yeah. year so is it really for you know yeah but um, well that and you're not you're not stuck with one revenue stream yeah you know that's, even that's though the, thing, even a lot like, of your, the endorsement side is you're not it's all your eggs are all, all in one, one basket sure. i've always thought about that but i'm like I would probably have lost my house. Like, I don't know if I was, if I had all my eggs in yeah. one basket, yeah. like, you know. But, but when you get, or you used to get heat from, from neighbors or just people that just didn't get what you're doing and whatever. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, does you it matter? And that's, that, like, it doesn't matter. It's like, hey, are we good people? Are our kids respectful? Are we, you know, being neighborly? Are we contribute? You know, like, who cares? Like, yeah. I mean, we're not selling crack and drugs, you know? Here? Yeah. 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 It's so funny because like, it's one of those things where you know you have these angry neighbors that will, you know. I mean, I got, I got, I've got great neighbors. It's just like it takes a couple, I think, in like a couple bad eggs where you find out like years later they're like, oh, there's like a petition started against me. Like, oh, that was that's kind of weird. Yeah. Thanks for not signing it. Yeah. <laughs> so wild. Yeah, you're like, it's like the you ever seen the movie The Burbs? Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Couple, couple. Uh, but and, and, you but know, you just like sit there and you go. Wow, you're so unhappy, you know? Yeah, well, like, just people, here's the thing, man. People like, not, like yeah. I used to rip around a neighborhood. I used to drive fast through a neighborhood. I'm the guy now that will throw something at yeah. a car if they go fast enough. Right, you you put the little turtle man. Oh, I, 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 my, my thing is, drive like, like your kids live here. I like to put a skateboard in the driveway, and when the one car's ripping through, I just send that thing out, or the mom's coming, but she's getting a little late for school. Yeah. You know the moms. Yeah. We have a school by our house, and you just give it like. It's over there. Mach 7. You know. on a project or something? Uh, we're just doing a podcast. You want to come say hi? What's oh, up, buddy? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, guest appearance. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we just like, uh, I'm that guy now. So yeah. I get it. When people get older, you get more like, you know, kind of set in your way. So I, res- I respect that. But, you know, if we all just sat inside and went yeah. to bed at 5 in the afternoon, it's... Well, yeah, and and so. I mean traditionally, you're you're you know you're the non-traditional, yeah, you know, and so but it's it's any, like but anybody's gonna look at like you know what you do, you know, they're gonna be a little jealous, like wow, he rides motorbikes. I always wish I could, I wish my wife would let me ride a motorbike. Oh, I wish I did that. Yeah. Oh, you surf? That's so you know, like yeah. everything you do seems way more extreme yeah. to others that don't. That haven't grown up in it, you know. Well, see, like, I'll tell you. you see, you surfed before you probably met your lady. Oh yeah, 
you still you're still married. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're married. Yeah. You pray. So yeah. Oh, my wife hates it. Like, can we go on a, a trip that surfing is oh, not involved? So I feel like like me. I'm like <laughs> no. She, she doesn't like, hate it. She was like, you know, her dad surfed. Yeah. And then it was like an easy transition, you know, because it was like yeah. She, she's familiar. She, with she's it familiar with it, and it was like something where it was uh like I'll come home and she'll be like, you need to go surf. Oh, I get so that. you need to go surf and then come back. And I'm like, yeah. we're, you know, it's like, um, you kind of pick your poison in a sense. Yeah. That's what my dad would well, you've, say. You've got a unique situation where you were 13 years old and you knew yeah. that you're going to marry It might girl. be illegal now. <laughs> but I'll tell you no. this, like 15. The mayor at 13 got we, weird vibes. We, we, I know, but he met her at 13. I got funny. I, got, I felt funny. Yeah, yeah he felt, felt funny. funny. funny felt not funny. not like, weird vibes. from about 13 years old that yeah. this yeah. lady, this girl was special. Yeah. She is 13. And it was, you know, I mean. She worked at Java Point for a long time too. That was like all these things were just like free coffee. Yeah. Well, they had sandwiches and soups back then. Yeah. You know? yeah. So Donuts. there was a there was a lot, but bagels. But no, I I mean I got three daughters now. I've got you know a son, and I I do like like I I think I told AP one time on a trip after a trip I was like hey I I get it now, like I get it. I've got daughters. No person's ever gonna be good enough for my daughters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I will I would you know what I mean like. For sure, it's one of those things, and I, I, um, it's like having a kid. Once you have a kid, now you understand yeah. what your friend was talking about with his kid. Yeah, and it's like you got kids now, and you got, a, you know, like I've got daughters, and I'm just like, man, like, like I, I, I had it pretty easy. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I, if next, you know, a kid comes over to my house, it's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's on. <laughs> so let's let's. Let's kind of wrap this up, but let's talk a little bit more about surf and, <laughs> and surf. travel yeah. and, and waves and where have you, you know, we talked about Japan. Honestly, and man, Eric's. I mean, like the best waves was like some cementalized boat trips with the family. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A couple, couple with the family, literally yeah. like Taylor, Taylor. Taylor and Trevor. Trevor's goofy. We yeah. like going left. Yeah. AP's goofy. Lefts. Yeah. Taylor surfs rights better than all three of us. Like he's really good at surfing rights. But yeah, I mean like just... Hey. You could park the Wait, dude, the perfect in-laws for you, right? Oh man, like just, just yeah. I mean, I, what if I, what if, what if the family was like into like bowling or something? I mean, oh I'd be so I, I could bowl, I could throw a couple strikes, but um, yeah, to but, to but really not just a, a surf family, but a surf family that that gets loves it. yeah oh, travel and loves that the family and to, it's crazy. Even like like Ashlyn, um, Ashlyn Pye, the youngest, is yeah. engaged to. Uh, this kid Ulrich, this guy Ulrich, you know Ulrich Yule, the sculptor, surfboard shaper, uh, Costa Mesa bad boy. He's like, he's just like. She works for Daydream too, right? No, no, no. She's she's works at Surf and Sport, but they're like homies with Kyle Canelli at Daydream yeah, yeah. and all them. But she does modeling for them or something. She might. Yeah. I think I seen her on yeah. something. Like they're just like they're like close, but Ulrich yeah. same thing. Like Ulrich grew up Costa Mesa, like, like. Dude, like love, like I mean, he's like he made all the. He's like, a sculptor. And yeah, he made all the trophies for the Surfer Pole Awards. Like oh, wow. all those trophies. The, Crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's like unreal, dude. He's like, I'm just like, okay. This guy loves surf. It's just crazy how everything's lined up yeah. and just like the whole family. It's an eclectic mix of, of yeah, you know, to go on like a family yeah. trip and everybody's just like stoked on surfing. Yeah, it takes one bad egg to mess this up. <laughs> yeah. You know, we might just have to throw one bad egg out if anybody's not dead. Well, lucky there's no more kids to get married, right? Um, yeah, there's right. No, like yeah, 
you, yeah. you got everybody in, in yeah. place to where there's yeah. no there's no dynamic. That's yeah, gonna, we just got to keep it like but, this. Yeah. But it's almost like the parents, the, the parents, the, the grandparents, the kids. It's almost like you can't go on both trips anymore unless you like do it. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's like it's just but, like you know we'll just. But now we kind of have like the family that people are like, well, they're scared. We've gotten to that point with all like. Taylor's got three kids. Trevor's got three kids. It's just crazy, dude. Trevor's married to this girl, Jenna, uh, who is Troy Elmore's sister. Troy Are Elmore. Are you kidding me? Troy Elmore. Like, I've known Troy since he was 19. Him and his mom, Trina. Wow. Um, like, Troy's like a little brother to me, you know? That's crazy. And, and like, so Jenna. And, okay, weirder. Taylor married Delaney. Yep. Which yeah. Delaney's dad is Archie. Archie. Yeah. Yeah. From the cliffs. Yep. Right? Fixed my board a couple weeks ago. There you go. Great beard. <laughs> yeah. Archie Gadachi. Okay. You ready for this? Archie bought my old Vespa like 18 years ago. That was Benny Bigler's. The first Shut Vespa. up. Archie still has it. That's the one that That's wow. the one. He just painted it green. Oh my God. Yeah. So he sold so, it from 18 years ago? Yeah. And he still has it. He still has it. Damn. So I know Archie, I used to live across, like, across the street. You know, like Toby lived in his track. I lived like behind that Vidoc thing. But I would go over there when I was like 14 and was friends with Riley, his son. Yeah. And and so it's just crazy, like crazy, crazy, crazy of like such a small. Yeah, I mean world. it's almost small enough to be like this could be an episode of Jerry Springer. Yeah. Well, it, it, if it we you know my wife's you know she's from like your Belinda and I'm Hills or whatever, and now that you know we've been here you know live, she's just she she can't grasp like how how close how close everybody yeah. is here. Like we got kids at HCS and yeah, and I have friends, and then you know our daughter she went through Edison, but we had other. Yeah. HBHS you H- know, alumni right. and they're like you're letting your daughter go to Edison and I'm like I don't care wherever and they're like they're so die hard like yeah. third generation HBHS I'm like wherever my kids want to go and they have their friends are with yeah. or whatever yeah. but yeah. it's just you know JJ's he's going to go to Huntington Beach and my son yeah he's yeah. going to go to Huntington because of you know surf team and, and water polo but it's like yep. Wherever your friend, you know, wherever your kids want to be, be stoked on going yeah. but the, the closeness if you could afford to stay here yeah. You're gonna stay. Yeah, like, I couldn't. It, I couldn't it, afford it now. I'll be honest. But, if, it, if I if I couldn't afford it now, like right. I couldn't live here now. But now we say that for our kids. We're like, man, You gotta save the house. So you have something to, you know. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But it, but it's house. it's a rad place, and and you know, but one degree of separation. To to go back to like like wait like yeah, getting to go on like some of the best waves in my life with. The, I'm with, I'm sure you surf Slater's Way Pool more than Linden has. I've been there. Well. First time was with Ian Folky, Folky from Electric. Yeah. OG. Yeah. There was a time when he called me and I was kind of Rosie Hodges. That's Rosie Hodges. Yeah. yeah. And he, and, uh, he called me one day and I was kind of like, it's kind of getting a little bitter with all these wave pools, seeing people go. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, screw, the, screw wave pools. I'm a real surfer. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're a purist. I'm only surfing real waves. These yeah. guys aren't even going to know how to paddle around in waves. They're just getting waves thrown at them. Uh, so then one day, Folky called me because I kind of was like venting to him one day. I was like, all oh, these people are going, this and that. And the, and then uh, he called me. He's like, what are you doing tomorrow? But Folky was always loaded questions. What are you, what are you doing tomorrow? You want to go to Indo on the cheapest flight ever? That's like 14 stops. You know, so I was always like, <laughs> I kind of got something going on. What do you What do you got going on? You know, and he's like, he's like, we get five half waves at the wave pool. Do you want to go? We'll leave tonight. So we went, it was like, and we got five half waves. Then How we, long ago? This was like, maybe like, it was before COVID, a couple of years before COVID or a year before COVID. Before you went with the pies? Before, yeah. So okay. I went once with Electric and, and me and Folky just went. It was like, kind of like some people from Boxwater. Um, what, was the, what was the guy from, 
from Volcom ran the snow team. Brian Iguchi? No. Brian something. He was like the snow team guy. He wrote for him, but Brian no, he's probably wrote for him, but no, nah, he's like the snow. But he, I forget his name. But him and his wife were super cool. They were there. There's like kind of a random mix of people, and we got like five halfways and then poached a bunch. And then the guy comes out. He's like, "Oh, you get a second session, a third session." So me and Folky like scored. We were like Folky's like, he's just like the sickest dude. He's like the full just surf stoked. He's like you know, just we were driving home just like. Hooked on heroin, surfing. Yeah. Like we were just like, dude. How do we get back there? We were le- we were leaving like like, it's like the whole way. It was when like you get an extra when you're allotted. <laughs> when you're allotted, motorcycles do I got to build? When you're, I was talking to one guy. They're like, hey, if you need a family, we could do some photo shoots. I can get the family up yeah. here. Anyway, you're just like, give me but my. The, but the stress and okay, you're allotted. You're going for five half waves. Yeah, and you're like, okay. I gotta make the most out of this, and then you get you pick up a scrap from oh somebody that falls, gosh. and then you're like, now you're thriving. Now you're like, fall, 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 yeah, fall, yeah, fall. Yeah, yeah. and then they pass you and they fall. You're like, Whoa, okay, next guy. And, yeah. and it's such a mind game. I mean, you're watching your friend drive you down the road and go, please just crash, please crash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know we haven't been. Linden's been what thirty eight times, at least forty two, at least forty. But how many waves? Is I don't think you've gone there quite a bit, right? <laughs> it's you've gone like think, five or six. Times? No, no, three. I've been three, three times. times. I think three. But it's this. It's like, the, the, just like that place is crazy. It's like Willy Wonka. It's it's Willy Wonka, and I don't know. I grew up like all like all the alternative boards. It's crazy because they work so well there. Like I, the last time went with Danny Nichols and the tur- a couple Turners were there. I think. Yeah, yeah. Danny is a maniac there. He's like Brett Simpson was there. Simpo. He surfed it good. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to him though. Nichols. He's been there so many. The, he's, he's been, been there, there so many. He has times. a he has a, a wave pull. He has a specific model from he stamps. He has a he has a wave. He, has a wave. he told me he's all next time you go there, I'm I'm giving you my board. So I he has a board. a board. He keeps in a board bag, you know. <laughs> and no joke, he knows. Like I was talking to one of the kids. He's all, you want to be a flag like 69 or 32, like you know. He's so calculated. So Danny kicks out, or you know, he gets his wave, and he paddles and he sits there, and you're like, he knows where to poach. You know, you start picking out like. Okay, you got to paddle up, and you like push. You know, you're like pressing the guy up a little bit. You're getting real close, and then you real close down. to him for the wave coming this way. And then when that wave passes, you shift down and push that guy real far. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but we did the last time. The whole the whole all the kids got to go, and like they had these white dude. They have this Waikiki wave there that's yeah. just like this little runner. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. Like it was crazy, man, and um, it was like it was just such a cool. I see Ramana, you know, because I oh, follow gosh. him and all the posts and helping those. And by far, I mean, sidetrack. Like, that guy is so fucking amazing on how he gets yeah. people that have never surfed and, and stabilize them. And he, he gets them just to stand up. And you're like, but that, yeah. that Waikiki wave looks so fun. It, it really is. Like, it, it's crazy because, like, I don't know. Like, I brought this, like, this. there's this company, Crime. They make, like, a soft oh, yeah. board. Yeah. And I run these little nubs that's, like, finless. So it's, like, it's kind of like surfing, skimboarding. But it feels like you do, like, board... But it was just so fun to ride that board out there. It's like, you know, surfing is like a feeling thing, you know? You're just like, I don't know, it's just tripping out on this, like, board sliding around. And it's such a perfect wave that, um, I don't know, it's just unreal. But just so many different waves of getting to surf with the family, you know? Like, there, Indonesia. Tavi. Yeah. Um, Tavarua. I went once to Tavarua when I was 18. It was like a big swell. It was pretty gnarly. So gnarly. It was like restaurants was like overhead. I'm like, let's go to Cloud Break. Cloud Break was like triple overhead and I almost died. I had like a wave. <laughs> not the right equipment. Freight, freight train. Not the right equipment. Yeah. I had like a swing wide and double like ups and button up plaid t shirt on and I, I literally thought I was going to die. 
And um, <laughs> go deeper. Yeah, Taylor was taking off so deep, and he was like 13. Yeah, and I was He's like, all right, I'm going, I'm going back to restaurants. Drop me off, you know. Did you charge wedges like those? No, guys? I, I did it. Like I grew up like I lived in Seal, so I like surfing Southside Seal. Yeah. But like wedge is just so hectic. Like watching everybody just like fight for waves. I was tripping when I started seeing photos of uh, Taylor there. Dude, he's still on. Is he still off the freeway? The big billboard. <laughs> was he? No. Right? Yeah. Uh, right at six oh two. Right above. He had that wedge drop. Right. Yeah, that right one. There, right there. Right there. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. He's gnarly. So we gotta. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. I'm gonna be honest. This coffee's kicking in. I'm gonna have to use your restroom. Yeah, this is like sure. this is like the crazy coffee. I don't know what yeah, they gave yeah, me. Yeah, you're, good. you're so, good. What is the the muse doing these days? Yeah. What, what, what can we promote? What do you What do you yeah. got going um, on? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm podcast world. Podcasts are live. You know, Ryan Kingman's got a podcast. Yeah, we're supposed to get him on. Did you get Kingman on yet? Not or no? yet. He's but, he's got a podcast. I don't know if it's competing or how podcasts no, like no, work. No, no, no. Weirdness and we, he's, we were supposed to have him on like yeah. a while ago. He's yeah. got a cool podcast. We're going to do a podcast. So that's why I forgot. I'm going to do another podcast. Awesome. This awesome. one's coming out. So check out this podcast. Uh, I'm going to Japan in a week for uh, like kind of connect with some people, and then there's like a big motorcycle car show. That um, me and my dad kind of were invited over to. For, it's like a Moon Eyes Hot Rod Custom Culture show. But I haven't been in Japan in like, I don't know, since 19. So that's pretty cool. Um, things are kind of weird, I think, still over there. So we don't know how cool it will be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then just, I'm going to surf next week. Waves are going to be good next week. Secret spot 1 through 14 will be pumping, I think. Yeah. And then um, just at the shop building bikes and uh, trying to just surf more too, you know. Trying to like get some more trips going to like some better waves. Mexico. So is Cycle Zombies? Um, are you doing clothing with it too? Yeah, or? doing apparel and yeah, some uh, accessories and stuff. Yeah, just pretty like a lot of printable stuff. Yeah. Some like some, like collab stuff, but I'm not really trying to do cut and sew yet, just because you know, Crazy. fifteen thousand units on a you know on a um, a little risky, <laughs> a little risky, yeah. <laughs> a little risky, and then it shows up like two months late, and then you miss your sales and you're. Yeah. The whole family's eating up that one. <laughs> so just like, I mean, like kind of online stuff's been great. Um, you know, the shops, like got like a cool, like old corrugated building. That's like, it's just like been there forever. It's hard to find those kind of neat spaces yeah. in Huntington Beach. It's like a mile from my house. So just doing that. Um, you know, I, I actually just went out to Tennessee and it was pretty cool out there. Randomly, like hung out with some, a lot of people are moving to Tennessee. I don't know why, but yeah. It was it was kind of a cool eye opener. Like I'd like to maybe look at property down the road somewhere out there, just to have like a cool space somewhere else. You know, yeah, yeah. Some friends are out there. A far from the beach though. It is yeah. wave pools though. Ten years wave pools are. Everywhere. You're right. Yeah, you never know. Wave pools are everywhere. Could you be. Know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, just like keeping the boat afloat and uh, trying to just live the dream. You know. <laughs> do what you love. Love what you do, baby. There you go. Hey, <laughs> that's it. So then, hey. We'll leave it at that. Do what you We're going to leave it at that, but let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Oh, yeah, we hooked you up. What do we Sweet. got? Late Night with Chalky. Got, uh, got the hat. Got the hat. We got, got some here? Just got... Live CBD. Just Live CBD. Yep. yep. No THC. It? This is just straight up, like, good, healthy stuff. You got focus gummies, immunity gummies, and what Take, it all, up, take it all at once. If you want. <laughs> yeah. 
if you want to come up and down at the same time. Come up shade and sunscreen. Shade sunscreen. Oh, bro. Strider Wazalewski. Yep. Strider's off the, uh, the melon there. Did we um, get Strider on yet? We have. Yes. We've had Amazing. We, we got to do a follow-up, though. We got to do a follow-up. And then some free bonsai bowls right bro. there. Bro. Is this, what's the guy, Joe? Joe. Joe Bard. Joe Bard. JJ Wessels came over to my house yesterday. He's on the flow team. And what's the boy over there? Crunch? Crunchy? Crunch, yeah. Yeah. I met Crunchy through Brophy. And uh, we talked like about running or something. He's a goofy footer too, bro! Bro, that's what's up. So the street right there, (laughs) There HB, they got got, uh, seven locations. Yeah, they do. They do. They're, they're rocking. I got to meet Joe. I heard Joe's so, got like a, a pretty wild collection of old 80s skateboards and stuff. He does. Surfboards, he skateboards. Yeah. He's like an antiquer too. Dude, this is actually kind of the spot. I'll be honest. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of the spot. Yeah. Bro. Anybody else? We finally did it. Shoots beer. Shoots. Uh, Ashland. Shoots. We need, some, we need some shoots. We're running a little low. Caballero pools and spas. That's Are they it? doing replaster jobs? Yes, maybe. Okay. There we go. Okay, Caballero, come over to the house. I need a replaster. Earth Pack. Earth Pack. Um, yeah, they bought Neon Wave. Uh, wave Pool. No, no, it's a it's a Surf sick shopping. boutique in oh, Killer Rochester, New York. We um, should do a little live update out there and get some of those East Coast winter swells, dude. Dude, that'd bring be the five three drive suit. We yeah. we should go to. A hey, I'm out. free sometimes. If you want to bring me on. Dude, we'll have you as a recurring guest. Well, no, no, no. We could, or we could. I could just be like a little, like five minute cutout where I ask all the questions you guys don't want to ask because it's like a liability. <laughs> you know, there's no shame in this game. Right? Yeah, we're, we yeah, are. Yeah, we, <laughs> they can't. They can't take what's. But we like, we yeah. like what you're proposing, and we're yeah. definitely in. Dude, yeah. you got a smooth talk over here. Awesome Scotty Rambo stop. Rambo zombies. We're not going to have to edit anything. It's just going live. Yeah. It was live. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> I told, it's already been I told Lindsay yeah. it was a live one, and she was like, you better think what you're going to say. No. So I think I kept it pretty PG. We'll, we'll, cut, we'll cut out about 70% of this. Yeah. That's it. I'm just kidding. Dude. Yeah. Scotty. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. Congratulations on everything. Good luck. Sure, uh, and, uh, I probably wouldn't be doing it, you know, treading. if it wasn't for the quote. Yeah. Right? Keep treading. There we go. Peace. Right. Bonsai Bowls. Hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade Shade Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. 
Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams, for our awesome artwork, and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.